Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 <laughs> of the Absent-Minded Podcast, recorded on this December 16th, 2019. My name is Travis Stockton, at Ray Charles Art. With me, as always, is Ethan Dubolt, at Soulsbjorn, <laughs> and Andrew Crandall, at Andrew Was Video Games. We just found out that Raising Cane's makes their own honey mustard sauce in-house, and we had never heard this before. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Do you have to ask for it? Like, what? Apparently, it's like a fucking industry secret. <laughs> no one even told me. It's not on the menu they anywhere. They don't offer it to you. I've never seen it eaten by anyone. They I don't, don't know how few people know about this. I know. So somehow, get your nearest canes and get your honey mustard Somehow, now. some way, someone at one of the restaurants that we ate at had to have had it, and we were just blinded by chicken. Somebody needs right? to pay for this. Somebody this is absurd. absurd. <laughs> Somebody, there needs to be repercussions I for this. I want to vomit the chicken I haven't had my ate. honey mustard, and I need it. And go get Cajun, or Raisin Cane's. <laughs> Raisin Cane's. <laughs> right now, and confirm this for myself. This is a game changer. I feel like this is, I feel like that's the next place we're going to have to go eat whenever we record. What I'm time is it? I'm upset. It's six I something. might go when we on the way home. I'm upset. I don't, <laughs> if I don't. There's, a, there's a Canes on the way to Ethan's house. There's a Canes literally just like a mile down the road. <sighs> oh my god! But know. you would have to go the opposite way on Westheimer. That's where, fine. If it, if it gets chicken fingers and honey mustard in my stomach faster, I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. So I yeah, if you take a left on Westheimer, it's just maybe. I don't want to be alive anymore. Think of all the things that you've missed out in life. How many times I've gotten canes and didn't have honey mustard when it would. <sighs> yeah, it's like a secret menu item. You know, it's like it's like torchy secret menu tacos, except it's cane secret sauce. Make it fresh. In Why would you go yeah. through the trouble of making it fresh and then not offer it to yeah. people? <laughs> it's not even it's not any like marketing materials I've ever seen. I mean, they advertise, they advertise the fuck out of that cane sauce. Is it yeah, like an do. employees only sauce? So, <laughs> right? It's like it's like I'm one so of the. Confused. It's like when the car dealership says you're getting the the employee only discount. Yeah. Now it's like <laughs> the employee only. I mean, like in the past, did you sauce. have to like go to a guy to get honey mustard? You know, <laughs> I got a guy I on got, the inside. I got the honey mustard hookup, man. Yeah. It's like not even in every store. You got to know the one that's Jim is the regional manager right. of this section of canes, is that he. <laughs> He's behind the honey mustard tray, but he's cool. You got to talk to him because the other guy isn't. We used to go inside and eat this all the time (laughs) and not ever has anybody brought this up. And I feel, I feel cheated. I feel like we should call Jared and be like, did you know about this? But you didn't like condiments back then. So you never said anything. That's Jared's the only person I could imagine that would, would have known, but wouldn't tell us because he didn't think it was important. He doesn't like condiments. He does now. Oh, okay. Jared, oh, I think now. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, Jared's food diet has changed significantly <laughs> since he started dating Kathleen. This kid used to eat nothing but fried chicken fingers and nuggets. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, plain and dry chicken sandwiches. And french oh. fries. He liked french fries. No ketchup, no dipping sauces or anything. Cheese pizza. <laughs> Specifically, big fan of the uh, the frozen, what are the French Red bread Baron? pizzas from Red Baron? Yeah, big fan uh, of those. Oh, man, those always cut the roof of my mouth. Uh, easy fries. I've had trouble finding easy fries now. It's because there's, I think it's because Jared's mom will go and scour the local Walmarts. What's easy and fries? And buy like the entire stock. It's like a small box. you easy fries? Of oh. frozen French fries oh. and you, you rip the lid off and then you press it down into like the, on top of the fries. So it, cause it's got a metal not a metal, okay. like an aluminum style thing that make them crispier mm-hmm. and you cook them in like five minutes and you have just a plate of fries so easy fries nice yeah, fries they're, they're super easy easy delicious crinkle fries hot and ready to go mm-hmm. a little crispy microwave format what's your what's your favorite type of fry oh, i'm not a crinkle a, cut guy. that's a hard well, question that's hard to say <laughs> fast. i'm not I'm a not crinkle a, cut guy i'm not a crinkle cut guy 
honestly my all-time favorite fry, Chick-fil-A. Really? So you love, like waffle, you love waffle, waffle fries? fries? Waffle yes. Fries. See, I love crispy shoestring potatoes. Mm. Those are good. Shoestrings are too crispy. Oh, no, but that's, that's so more oil than fry. I'm right up point. there with him, but uh, yeah, my favorite it. steak fries. Oh, gotta, you like him thick? Gotta go with the thick steak. He's really? a thick boy. That's he true. likes some he thick likes, three C's he's a thick over boy here, and needs man. A thick food. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I feel heated still, but I, <laughs> I think it's time this to actually get going to stay with you for a while. As you all know, this is Absent Minded Podcast that you're listening to right now. Each and every Friday morning at 10 a.m., we come to you with a brand new episode that you can find on all your podcast platforms of choice. We're on the spots. We're on the tunes. We're on the goo pods. That's the shorthand that all the kids use for Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Goo pods. We know because we're hit. That sounds like a toy that would have come out in the 90s. No, no, I had to cut that out. (laughs) Why? I I can't. We're not going to be a part of that. (laughs) I draw the line at you saying yeet. Okay, that's where I got no more. There I am again, dripping down the backside. <laughs> down the backside. If you want to drip down the backside, you can do it at AbsentMindedPodcast.com. Nice segue. Where you can always find all of our latest episodes, as well as our side series, Absentminded Watches, where we just had Doom. Doom. With The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And Mr. Car Urban. Yeah. The, our boy from our The boys. boys. Yeah. Billy the Butcher. And while you're there, you can also leave us a voice message like... One of our more contentious listeners chose to do contentious. You're really going. I don't know what that word means. Let's let's put it this way. I I appreciate Chuck. Okay. I understand that the world needs Chucks. I feel like this is our first voicemail, right? I feel like he should get something. This is our first two voicemails. Oh, he's going to get something. I feel like he should get a good. Chuck left us a voicemail. By the way, uh, this is going to ruin... I love Chuck. Okay, I'm just playing it up because we got to have a nice story. We got to have a little drama. But this Chuck guy, okay, this chuckles. He he left us a voicemail. The first one was this. Travis likes Mudkips. To which I say, of course, I love Mudkips. Who doesn't love Mudkips? People who like Trico and Torchic. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But I so, know who Mudkip is. Hopefully our listeners will. So I was thinking, you know, it's that, that's kind of like an old meme, you know, for a few years ago. But it also made me think, like, what if Mudkips meant, meant something else? What if, like, what if Mudkips was a sexual term? Oh, it's sexual. Uh, yeah, so rule 34, what, that shit. What <laughs> if... Don't. <laughs> don't. So if Mudkips was a sexual position, what would Mudkipping be? Probably something with mud. It has something to do with your butt. <laughs> that's a done deal. Like, it, a Mudkip... It's probably where you simultaneously into the asshole, insert your penetration device of choice, whether it's a your penis. Yeah, or your finger or something. No, see, that's the thing is the fingers oh. are the addition. Ah, so the, okay. to mud kip <laughs> is to dick them or dildo the asshole, whichever one. I mean, I'm, this is a gender neutral act. Yeah, right. All accepting. You put one index finger from both of your hands onto either side <laughs> of the penetratory device. <laughs> okay. Like a shoehorn. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> so you got finger, dick or dongle, and then and finger. another finger. Right. And then you kind of do one of these. <laughs> you kind of just, just rotate run the fingers, your fingers around. you rotate around the device. <laughs> As you insert and, and retreat and insert and retreat. That's the I mud hate kip. how much and how little I contributed to that. That's what I think a mud kip is. 
Oh, I was gonna say I think it's like whenever uh, I like like Ethan said like I think it involves mud, and I think it's uh, it's more it's more fetishy than like you know penetrative. Uh-huh, so it's uh-huh. just like you like take your shoes off and you just like get down some deep in mud, and then you're just like flicking into like homeless people's faces. Oh, so that, wait. What does that have to do with sex? I don't know. It's just a weird fetish thing. You asked if it was a sex position. So you just get aroused by kicking mud from your tennis shoes on the homeless people. Fetishes yeah. don't have to be sexual, technically. That's true. That's true. Yeah, That's but true. he's right. I did ask sexual position and I. So whatever, what, what, what <laughs> fetish thing mud kips is. <laughs> well, uh, that expands my ideas a whole lot more if it, just, if it doesn't have to be sexual, mm-hmm. but causes sexual arousal. Yes. So, well. <laughs> I gave you mine. Ethan, what you got? Nope. Nope. Not even touching <laughs> not that even one. Going for it. Nope. Right. Hard pass right. on that one. But I figured that would have been right down your aisle. Would you now? Yeah. I mean, for as much porn as you see on Twitter. It's not like depraved, perverted fetish porn. It's just boobs, butts. Ethan's a vanilla simple. kind of guy. I'm yeah. a simple man. <laughs> vanilla Until the lights are off. Cream. And then it's all double chocolate, whatever, vanilla Rocky Road. Chuck, you see what you did? <laughs> you broke even. You see what you did? Now, I think Chuck, he's a man of integrity because... Integrity. He... That's also kind of funny because he does run his own weed shop now. <laughs> he, does he really? He yeah. likes to talk shit about me to Andrew through text instead of coming forward like a man most of the time. Well, we invited him to think, the Slack, I but... think he, I think he would... T- no, because uh, I think he wanted... He, Cause he posted today. He's just like, why don't you guys ever use your discord? And I'm like, Oh, we're mostly on Slack now. You probably so should think, use the discord. I think if you, if you respond to him in discord, he will get back to you. Does that have a discord? But, yeah. Oh, you guys should go check that out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We don't, we aren't doing anything <laughs> with it yet. That's why we haven't said anything about it. But to Chuck's credit, he has a bit of integrity. I called him out and I told him if he wanted to talk to me, he should just fucking talk to me. So he left the voicemail, me, bro. He left a second voicemail. All right, listen here, Travis. When you say my name, you better put some respect on it. Now, for an apology, I demand to be a guest star on the podcast. And to Chuck, I say to you, I'm not smart enough to do that yet. I don't, I don't know how to get you on the podcast quite yet. When you're without states you, away. Without you physically being Jolly here. old Oregon. But here's my promise to you, Chuck. Oh, Oregon? Oh, that's far. In 2020... <laughs> Sometime in quarter two of 2020, <laughs> by that point, I guarantee to you, I will have taught myself the ins and outs of what it de- takes to get you remotely as a guest on the podcast. That is my promise to you, Chuck. Put it in the books. It's in the books. It's a it's a very broad calendar date. We just Skype him. Is that possible? It's possible, but I'm not sound very. You know great, me. I have yeah. a. He has a very high quality standard for quality, but. Chuck streams on Twitch. I think he's got a decent mic. There's probably a pretty oh, easy yeah. way to get all that set up. So uh, I think his Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash. No, I don't. No, don't no, no, plug no, no, no. him here. Don't plug him. I'm not plug plugging us. him. Okay. He can plug himself when he's on the show. Okay. <laughs> That's when he gets his platform. His soapbox. And we'll leave it at that. And if you want to leave a voicemail, this, this is the <laughs> tangent we got on. You can do so at AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can leave us a voicemail. With your comments, questions, or concerns about the show, or while you're there, you can use the listener support program to donate $1, $5, or $10 to the three boys coming in your ears. Once, I don't like how you phrase that. Sometimes twice a week. <laughs> now, 
Let's talk about Kamel Nanjiani for a second. Or how I'm going to lovingly refer to him as Kasnak Nanjiani. Because he's not a meal anymore. He's a snack. I would say we, that's a I whole I was going to call him Bromail Nanjiani. Bromail Nanjiani. I have seen that picture no less than 10 times since he posted it this morning. From everybody just retweeting it. If you somehow haven't been on Twitter today and didn't know, Kamel Nanjiani, of course, is going to be in the Eternals Marvel's... Uh, When's that scheduled for release? 2020? 2021. I don't think it's 2020. I think the next slate of films starts in 21. No, wait. No, it's after wait. Black Widow, I think. Yeah. I know we get Black Widow. Mm. And then it's either Eternals or Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi is probably after Eternals. We should know all this. Well, I thought WandaVision was first. That's a TV show. That's, yeah. Oh, we're not including those. Oh, my no, no, no. Yeah, because we're movies, man. I thought WandaVision was the specific one that like connected to the movies, too. Oh, it, they all do. Every yeah. Disney Plus show yeah. that's announced is okay. all in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Eternals is probably coming out pretty soon. I think it's before Shang-Chi because, again, yeah, we're seeing they got like leaked set photos. They've been they've been talking about them the most at like all the different cons. I think Kevin Feige was in Mexico the other day and they showed like their in costume character oh, posters yeah. and stuff like that. And I think they actually had exclusive footage from that movie there. So I think that's probably the next one that's coming right after black widow, but he got ripped as fuck for this movie as superheroes do. Yeah. And it's unsettling a little bit. It almost looks photoshopped. It yeah. Definitely it, it looks does. like yeah, but Hugh Jackman's body and then goofy Kamel Nanjiani's face on top. It's like kind of, yeah, <laughs> like he's got the veins popping and shit. He is cut. It's like uh, it's like on this newest ep- uh, season of Sunny when Rob McElhenney got all fucking ripped. Yeah. McElhenney, is that what you said? I, I don't remember. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Isn't it like Mick Helenry? Mick Helenry, I think, or Mick something Hellenry? like that. Yeah. Rob McElhenney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you were right, McElhenney. It's spelled like M-C-E-L-H-E-N-N-E-Y. <laughs> oh, shit. I got it right on the first try. I'm excited for Eternals. I think out of all the slate that's up there right now, I'm surprised how excited I am for an Eternals movie. Just as the cast looks so cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Because Angelina Jolie is going to be in it as well. Kumail Nanjiani. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek? Yep. Holy shit. She's playing Ajax, I think. She's supposed to be like the strongest of the... Uh, no shit. That's fucking them, cool. I think. Something like that. We also got some Star Wars news for the future after episode nine. Kathleen Kennedy's been doing some interviews and stuff. Talking out of turn. <laughs> what, she, what the fuck? Sorry. She's the producer sorry, of sorry. Star Wars. Yeah, she's sorry. like the head of it, man. She's like, Ke- what does Kevin Feige fucking know? This ass hat fucking. <laughs> no, but she was talking to the LA Times. I think we got a couple of quotes from her uh, that basically, I don't even think it's worth quoting because they're so scattered throughout these uh, all these articles and stuff. But the idea is that they said that in the future films are going to be focusing less on trilogies. Yes. Which is funny. There's going to be more like individual releases. Well, they're basically just not saying, "Hey, here's the cap," or like every. This is going to be a three part thing. Oh, okay. it could it could be four, it could be two. They're saying that they're, they're going to be a lot looser on that three act structure. I think what they're going to do is more like what they're doing with like the MCU, whereas in overall it'll be a connected universe, but not necessarily directly tied to each movie from each other. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they can do it. Sure. Any, really, any way yeah. they want. Honestly. When we look at this current trilogy, I think it could have worked just as well as just being two films. Like you kind of trim the fat a little bit, reintroduce all your new characters, get rid of the last finish off the story at the end. Not not get rid of it. There's still stuff in there that's cool, but that could easily all have been condensed. Yeah, because uh, something I read the other day was that George Lucas had originally intended 
for a seven, eight, and nine, all of those stories, like it kind of like had a basic blueprint of yeah, like a skeletal structure, and then just condensed it all into Return of the Jedi by like taking the things he wanted from him, and then just being like, never really? mind, we're gonna finish it, and yeah, just kind of re broke huh. it all back down into that. That's interesting. So I I just think it's smart for them not to have to be like, oh, here's three movies. Let's write a whole three act structure and all that, because kind of shot himself in the foot with this new trilogy where it's kind of clear they didn't have a blueprint at all. Like they do. Here's the characters. JJ write us something with some mysteries in it, and then someone else will fill in the blanks later. Right. If they can say ahead of time, oh, we're only going to do a two part thing or take the time to develop a four part thing. That's fine. At least it seems like, yeah, they're not going to necessarily force themselves to do that. And then what was it? The uh, Ryan Johnson supposedly still has that his own trilogy in the makes. Really? Whether or not that becomes a trilogy or not. Hmm. Yeah, he was signed on. And then the other ones were um, D and D Benioff or whatever. The Game of the Thrones. The Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. They were going to do a trilogy, but of course they, there was that news a couple weeks ago where they backed off that. Yeah, exactly. I think like clearly fans. because no one was happy with Game of Thrones and they yeah. Too afraid to even do like fucking Q and A's at Comic Cons and shit. So <laughs> yeah, they're probably not going to get get the reins for that. They blamed it on because they're signing a deal with Netflix. Oh yeah, conflict of interest, man. Yeah, exactly. Totally oh, what it they're is. Like, we just don't have time to yeah. to make a, a trilogy for the Didn't, biggest media franchise. Speaking of, all of time. Netflix, been watching those new character trailers of The Witcher. Oh, looking yeah. real good, man. Later I cannot this wait, week, man. Yep, on the 20th. So good. Really? You get to yep. go home and you get to go to work and I get to start The Witcher. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, didn't J.J. Abrams make a comment or like he hinted at something about like Ahsoka Tano news? So I think people were drawing that out of context. I Basically, didn't read it. Yeah. there's an interview and one of the interviewers or J.J. said, hey, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm. And he said, uh, oh, Ahsoka from, you know, Clone Dark, Wars and Jar, Rebels Jar. and stuff. And <laughs> like he was like, oh, sorry, it's not one of the new characters from your trilogy, but she's just always been my favorite since yeah. she was introduced. He goes, oh, I've got some good news for you. And wink, wink, go see the movie. And it's cool. He's like, oh, are you saying she's in it? And he's like, oh, you should just pay attention to it. Yeah, or he whatever. did that same kind of wink, wink shit on so the Fortnite she's, event. She's probably not in it, but I'm sure there's going to be like a, a reference to her. An artifact or like her lightsabers in the, somewhere. Well, they. Because she has, she's the one that has like the white lightsaber. She right? gets it in the end. Yeah. When they expand on that stuff in. Uh, is that Rebels or is that that's still Clone Wars? I think I don't. I, I, I never watched. I haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels. I got yeah. through half of both of them. I need to finish those. But I can imagine it's something something like that, yeah. especially a white lightsaber that probably stands out as like a oh I, re- I, I see. Well, the even white. then, the, even like in the Clone Wars with the Mandalorian stuff, the black lightsaber. Yeah, the they've talked saber. about the blacks. The was that from ca- Episode Six? What do they call it? What the black lightsaber? Yeah. No, no. Black oh, lightsaber okay. doesn't show up until the like the Clone War series. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they've yeah. they've the you black... said the Mandalorian, and I haven't watched episode six. No, 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 Ethan no, said no, there was no. A I'm talking about from the Mandalorian. <laughs> no, black... I was talking about the Mandalorians in yeah. the Clone War series. The black oh, lightsaber is gotcha. connected with like old school stuff about the Mandalorian race, not yeah. the actual show. The Mandalorian. Yeah, so people have been kind of running with that quote and thinking, oh, she's gonna have like a whole cameo as a character. It's probably like an artifact on the. Mm. On the fallen Death Star or some yeah. shit. Maybe maybe. R2 just like beeps something about her. Or maybe yeah. uh, you hear my, like a voice transmission or something. My guess cool, actually. is when they're going through, because we see the, the crash Death Star and all that shit mm. in one of the trailers. They're obviously going in there to get like something that they need. Ray and her team. I'd, uh, I'd imagine that maybe it's like Darth Vader kept something of hers <laughs> or some shit at some point. Because, you know, that. Yeah. Because wasn't she Anakin's apprentice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's Anakin's apprentice. Yeah. yeah. So. Even though he definitely. Did not need to have should not be teaching no, people. Nope. If you watch Clone Wars, even in a little bit, 
there are red flags all over the place that he is just not a good, good Jedi. <laughs> every episode's like, oh, wait, this is why he goes bad. He just gets a hard pass for every Darth or dark thing that he does. Oh, he's Obi just Obi-Wan's just like, it's fine. We'll, we'll deal with it oh, later. Oh, Anakin, you <laughs> scoundrel. You murderer. That's literally what happens every time. Oh, that's my master. <laughs> but uh, the other quote from Kathleen Kennedy is just that, quote, we won't abandon the characters created in the most recent trilogy. So it's possible that whatever future projects come out, we'll still see Ray or Poe or Finn Finn and all that. Yeah. At least whichever ones survive all this. Right. Who's who's dying or whatever. But my hopes are Poe. I I bet I like, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of like Ray in the future. Cause I think Daisy Ridley has said she's kind of like over it. She says characters, not actors. Mm-hmm. So you can draw that conclusion that maybe it's like a new animated series that comes out at some point that like they're those characters cameo in it. Right. Like it doesn't okay. have to be live action stuff. I, okay. Yeah. They could do a whole new animated series. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be shocked if any live action versions of these characters come back, but nothing too crazy in these quotes. Just interesting. I can, I can see John Boyega staying on the franchise for a long time, but I don't like him like the most. <laughs> Sorry. Finn is my least favorite of the new people. I get that. He's a little annoying. Like, but they could have done something. But he's cool written with annoying. Him. Yeah, he really is. I didn't mind him in the first one. I actually thought kind of some of his lines with Han Solo too. was something, good. And something Chrome Dome. Ugh. Chrome Dome. So bad. He's essentially a stormtrooper that defected. Like you could there's some good foundation for some cool stuff there. And they kind of just waste him. Yeah. Well, it's also his relationship with Phasma. They could have had a really awesome. God, like, they ruined that whole back and I forth. They could have had a really awesome Phasma. It's like his relationship yeah, is the character. Done, I know. Too. God, Both I was characters. so excited for Phasma. And just like her character has just been a huge you get disappointment. To see her eye. That's it. She has been advertised as like this badass stormtrooper, you know, throughout the whole thing. And through the two movies, she's done nothing. She's nothing. The first in in Force Awakens, she gets thrown down a fucking garbage chute. Like, wow. Nice. (laughs) Great. She looked cool doing it, though. (laughs) Did she? No, I don't even think they show you her getting thrown in. I think it's just like, oh, what are we going to do with you? And then Han looks at the garbage chute and it's just like, wink, wink. Yeah. Supposedly all of those are getting more character development in the new one. Obviously, I mean, they're going to have more story. Yeah, I think they've been talking about how they're doing their best to tie up those stories in a satisfying way. We're doing our best. We're trying, guys. We'll see on Friday when you're listening to this podcast. We will all be in the theater watching Rise of the Skywalker preparing to spoil you all. Yeah, I would never do that. I would never do that to you guys. Because the spoiler bros over here might, but I would just Travis cares. I care. See, he even answers the spoiler bros now. <laughs> Guys, I feel like talking about video games for a minute. I thought you were going to talk about the Power Rangers getting another movie reboot. You say it like that. Oh, well, I put it in there just because, I mean, once I actually clicked on What's it, your there's problem not a with lot Power of news. Rangers, no, I love Power Rangers. Okay, I wasn't cool. a fan of the recent reboot, but. It was all right. Yeah, it was I okay. I, but, I mean, like, I have so much love and nostalgia for the original series, the couple after that. I watched, yeah, so, yeah. But I watched a lot of Power Rangers growing up. It was up. okay. Thought, Who didn't? I thought Rita Repulsa. What's her What's her name? Rita Repulsa. The, the, the actress from like Oh, oh um, I don't know. Appetite movies and shit. Yeah. Uh, Is that her? Yeah. Wow. That's her yeah, name. it's a lot and of makeup. Was, and she's in uh, the Brooks Austin Powers movies, right? Something. As Frau. No. Wait. No. Wait. No. Not her. No. Oh, okay. Um, younger, younger lady. <laughs> Lower the globe. <laughs> Sorry. I love Foster Power movies. And just like what they did to Goldar in the Kristen last movie was Banks? just like. Yeah. Is that uh, right? I think so. Something Banks. 
something Banks. Well, Elizabeth, Banks. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Yeah. The Goldar was not great. The Goldar yeah, did definitely. not look good. The whole movie was just okay. Yeah. It's one of those things. It was only only reason people were like, oh, it was good is because it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Sure. <laughs> I agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. Because like I didn't really care so much about like the development they tried to do with like the kids and them actually being like characters. I just wanted to see Power Ranger stuff. It would yeah. have been fine if they had actually. Now okay. I'm kind of bummed that they aren't sticking with it because. Are they just? Oh yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a reboot. Com- yeah, a complete reboot. reboot. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. Well, right. Maybe they'll have a better shot at this time. I did watch the uh, the toys that made us episode for the Power Rangers the oh, other day. How was it? It's a good episode. I need to go back and watch that. It's remember- the first one I watched where it's like, oh god, I do own like a lot of these. Those, uh, those <laughs> flip god, Ranger the- toys. Yes, oh yeah, I, I was just about to say fucking so iconic classic toys. Yeah, yeah. So they were talking about how that was so revolutionary at the time that they sold like. They sold like a hundred million of them or some Fuck, shit because dude. you buy buy them individually. There's five fucking Power Rangers. You gotta yeah. have all five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember then, me and my friends, like my little childhood friends at that time. We had all like the weapons, the plastic ones. You yes. combine uh-huh. them. Do so, they have my Mighty Morphin so Power Ranger good. thing too? The little whatever. The Morpher. The Morpher. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck had yeah. the, the Saba sword from the white, the white, white ranger, ranger yeah. off in the movie. There was also, I think, it talked. It, it had yeah, like it voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. But was, like in canon in the show, I think it was, it was so, also a flute. Or no, that was the dragon. That was the dragon flute. flute yeah, right. the dagger. I have a ton I had of that those. too. That was cool. Fucking dude, Tommy was the coolest out of all of them. The green and then the white you ranger. Know he, he teaches martial arts yes. in Houston. No, what? Yeah, or I think I think he's here. Yeah, pretty sure. Drew's like, I'm going to go learn martial arts. Yeah. He's the definitely, <laughs> definitely in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a bunch of the transforming Megazoid things still, but they've been up in my attic for like 15 years. Texas heat. <laughs> still good. Summertime. Ooh, I don't still know. Good, man. I can imagine they've all like melted into like one big <laughs> monstrosity. I, had, <laughs> I remember the one thing I played with all the time. It was they had the the Ranger gloves and it had a little button right by the thumb and the index finger or the pointer finger. And it would say something, you know, re- relative to the color of the glove you're wearing. And I just fucking it's morphing that time. shit all the time. It's so cool. <laughs> Power Rangers, dope show. It's okay. Show it to your kids. Yeah, definitely. So guys, y'all been playing some games this week? Yeah, I've been playing a little bit more Metro Exodus. It's not quite exactly what I thought. I mean, well, first of all, the game is freaking gorgeous. Mm. It is beautiful. I think I said this last week. Like it makes me want a 2080 just so I can see like the ray oh, tracing yeah, we on did and say everything. That. You and I both. But it's I was expecting it to be like a, a survival horror game, you know, with like kind of like some Fallout mechanics to it. Mm. But it's kind of sh- it's pretty shootery, you know. Oh yeah, it's a first person shooter series. Like that's yeah. it. It's hard. I yeah I. I I don't know. I don't know why I, I thought this, but for any time I heard of the Metro series, I thought it was, yeah, like a, a survival horror kind of item management, you know. It can be a little spooky sometimes. But yeah, yeah it's not the item management and stuff like that. Yeah, you're yeah, finding, no. you're finding plenty of ammo pickups depending on your difficulty level. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, it's okay. Like I, like I told you, I was having issues with it. Like, I don't know why this was happening, but on the PC version, the one that I was playing through Games Pass... Whenever I first loaded it up, it loaded up fine and everything like that. And then I changed some graphic settings. And then like the next time I loaded up and every time since I've loaded it up after it loads in and it goes adjusting your changes or whatever. Right. Mm. And it takes a real fucking long time for it to load. I'm talking like 10 minutes, you know, and then it goes into the main menu and everything. And I haven't figured out why that's happening. I uninstalled it the other night and I was meant to reinstall it and give it another try. But that's just that's kind of been like my one deterrent. 
to keep playing it. It's because like I don't want to go through this ten minute fucking load time just to get in and hop into the game and everything. Yeah. It might be because you could have switched on a setting and not realized it that was enabling DirectX twelve. Oh, that might for the be. renderer because I Borderlands three does something similar where if you play it in the DirectX twelve mode, it takes so much longer to load because it's pre compiling all the shaders for the game or something like that. Right. Like it like Borderlands three is the same thing. You start up and it's like a five minute wait time. Jesus. To get yeah. into the menu, but that's gone if you switch back to DirectX eleven. Okay. And the DX twelve is basically just there if you had like one of the ray tracing cards. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you don't need it on. It doesn't. Now help that you mentioned something like that, I think yeah. Whenever I was looking through the menus, it did say DirectX twelve on. Yeah. So it could be something as simple as that. And I made a note for myself on here to look at the. We always say, oh, we'll do that after the show. And as soon as the bikes go off, we're like, all right, everyone's ready to go home. Yeah. And then we fucking ditch. But <laughs> well, uh, even I'll then, take we, a look at it. But I mean, we might have to wait until like a couple of weeks because I'd have to download it again. Oh, you uninstalled it. Yeah. It was that frustrating. Yeah. Oh, God. That's what I said. Yeah, I uninstalled it. Oh, my bad. I, I it's okay. It's okay. But I also picked up Ori in the Blind Forest again, nice. like through Games Pass. And I've been enjoying it. It's the color palette is amazing. The animations look flawless. The music is. Uh, I want to say, is engrossing the right word? You know, probably not. If it's engrossing. Yeah. Engaging. Engaging, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Everything flows really well. It's a Metroidvania style adventure. So you're exploring like this huge map and you'll gain abilities and everything that you might want to go back later and explore new areas that you can access before. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking this more than another game I talked about on the podcast, which was uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. As to where like Bloodstained, like it had some cool mechanics to it, but just Ori has more personality. I find the story of Ori kind of minimalistic in how it's telling you to be more engaging and more interesting than what Bloodstained was trying to throw at me, mm. you know, which was like this, ah, uh, knights oh, and post- demons. And yeah. Yeah. Post-industrial era England. Yeah. And we ain't figured out how to harness demon energy and you're well, part demon. It's yeah. probably because Ori at least feels a bit more original. Whereas Bloodstained's like, oh, here's a cheaper version of Castlevania. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I could see that. Mm. I'm, gonna go back and i'll probably be at a definitely not for or for bloodstained yeah speaking of ori i know that you said earlier or was it you or was it it was me about you 120 that uh yeah ori and the will of the wisps may actually be getting a 120 fps mode on the next xbox that we'll talk about later oh god spoilers i should have even done that we haven't (laughs) oh god we're like in the future now so we'll talk about that a little later but uh did you play anything else this week just those two games yeah, well, reach multiplayer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You doing that, any better? How's your KD ratio looking? I It's probably a little less than 1.0. Oh, God. Better. We should have to pay $20 to see it. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. What was... Yeah, what game was doing? Call that? of Duty. That's Oh, that's it. so right. silly. I didn't even understand. I didn't realize you couldn't see your kill death ratio. I don't understand Duty, either, but, but I just... I know that that's a thing. $20 add-on to see your KDs. Horse Something shit. Like that. Activision. Man. That's pretty brutal because the people that really care about that kind of shit, they'll pay that 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. They, they want they oh, want it bad. Yeah. And it's just funny. You know, you got to pay $20 for it. It needs to be a standard feature. I wonder, does it just let you see yours or does it let sure. you see the whole matches? I'm not sure. Because that would almost be kind of weird. You start harassing people because you got the, you could see the KDs and they can't. You're like, <laughs> oh, you fucking loser. You only like 0. Look at you, you're like 0.79 KD fucking spread. You fucking loser. Ethan. You've been dabbling in Sekiro a little more. Oh, yes. As if you haven't already beaten it and you don't have other yes. things to play. Yes. But yeah. it won Game of the Year. What happened so to that it did. Last of Us? Sekiro happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it all it, comes I, back to Sekiro. It got a nice award over the weekend. That was the weekend, right? 
It was uh, last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's basically the weekend. Yeah. Um, they got a pretty big award, so I felt like I, I owed it to myself into the game to jump back into it, and it's exactly like I remember. Still Sekiro? Perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so polished. It's it's just, it's got such a nice attention to detail with certain things. Just, just you, like, starting from a standing position and then sprinting and, like, the dust or the dirt just coming up from the ground, you know? Like the blood splatter, the sound that goes with that, the atmosphere, the snow. You watched and played it earlier today. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks okay. It's so good. It looks great. <laughs> it looks pretty good. How dare you? It's not bad. How dare you? As, uh, as far as the visual design stuff, there's prettier games. I'm not going to sit here and act like there's not prettier games. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not top. A lot of games kick up dust when your character moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's like from software, like groundbreaking. Yeah. It just looks Never nice. Before the scene. game is polished, and it's a it's a good game. And you should definitely you're missing out on a life experience if you're not playing and beating this. Well, game. we'll let you sell people on Sekiro again in a little while. Yes, is that all all you've gotten into though this week? Uh, let's Get anything else? See. Pretty sure. Yes, I will say that's pretty much all I've played. Well, but aside from Battlefront 2, because I'm waiting on the expansion to see if it's anything worth actually you keeping the game. You know it's not. I know I'm probably going to delete the game. Not. Playing Battlefront 2 is like going to Walmart thinking you're going to find some like awesome new like gourmet food or like something like really nice up there. Like it's just oh like a, it's a Star Wars I got. And then you're it. like it just, oh wait no it's it's Walmart. We're There's seeing nothing new. It's not Rise bad. of Scar- Skywalker this week. It just I want to play. I want to pew pew. I clapped because I saw things that I recognized. <laughs> it's a Star Wars game. Look, it's a stormtrooper. <laughs> look, ATST. Look, he's got a blaster. I'll hey, rock a chic. Everybody <laughs> who Oh my god, I'm playing as Ray. Had access to Fortnite, freaked out over Star Wars and shit. I freak out when I see Star Wars stuff. So if it's something I can easily play in Yeah, Star but you didn't Wars, download Fortnite to go play as a Star Wars. I was Wars not thing. gonna fucking do that, no. Especially since it seems like if you were downloading it like right before and then trying to jump in like less than thirty minutes before the event started, you had a problem. There were lots of people that did not get to sign in and play that. Well, yeah, so. it's not for you fake ass fans. <laughs> it's only coming for, for the real Star Wars. I was there like thirty, forty five minutes earlier watching it in case anything happened and it was uh there's plenty of people Black who are like, luster. I can't get in. I'm locked out. No, Hold the no. event. Oh, no. Wait for the event so I can get in. I'll Papa. never get to see that clip from the movie when the movie comes out. So it wasn't so much about that. At the end of the event, they actually gave you a lightsaber for in-game to use. Oh, I think I saw that. Like, yeah. I, and you oh, got well, to So pick. it's just like a pick, right? I think they no, announced all this at pick. the game it's awards. A it's a weapon. Yeah, it's a weapon really? that you can use on people. It's pretty dope. And you got to like... J.J. Uh, Abrams or one of the guys that was doing it asked what your favorite color lightsaber was. You jumped on a platform correlating to the color. And then in the treasure chest at the end of the event, it popped open with the color you picked. So you actually got to get like a custom one if you wanted it is or not a custom, but the one you wanted. It was kind of cool. The one but, with the right color. Yeah. But they got Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Uh, I think you got like a green or blue one. And then. Uh, what's what, so you got more than one lightsaber? No, there were there were four to choose from. You can oh, choose from Kylo sorry. Ren's. I believe it was Mace Windu, and then a green or blue one. I don't know who's exactly. Green Those are probably Luke's. Probably Luke or uh, an Obi ones. Yeah, probably. So, Psh, I want Qui Gon's. Well, Qui Gon's was green, so was. I don't even know what Qui Gon's actually looks like. You rarely see the model color for it. Qui Gon's dope. That's what I like so much about uh the little bit of customization you got in Star Wars Fallen Order. You see, they updated that too. Getting to build the the different hilts. 
No, what happened? Uh, you know how like spoilers uh, for Fallen Order a no. little bit. A I don't even bit. want to do that. The game hasn't been out long enough. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's not spoilers. I'm saying I don't even want to hear it if it's spoilers. Okay. It's, well, no, it's you just tell it. me afterwards. Okay. Oh, actually, I can say it without spoiling it. You know how at the end where you can change your lightsaber again at the very end, but they mm-hmm. don't let you change a part of it. It's like stuck at what it looks like because of the story related part to it. It's like the very centerpiece. No, or? Uh, it's like the. I don't remember there being a picture. It's like the change. right side, but like the middle part of the right side, not the the actual part that the lightsaber comes out, but the part right below that on the right side, you couldn't change that. One of the hilts. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they made it. So I remember you after can, the end of the story, I could change it a certain, most of it, but there's a part you actually can't change. Yeah. Cause it, well, it didn't even give you the option, but now they've allowed you to change it. Oh, weird. I noticed it. How did you not notice? That? Cause I remember at one point, like you couldn't swap it, but I swear like by the end it was like, you could switch everything. You could switch like one, two, three, no. And then the other two at the end. Yeah, but one part did have to stay the way it was. Awesome. Good feature update. Respawn. (laughs) Glad you could do that for us. Oh, yeah, and photo mode. Photo mode's great. Photo mode should be there at launch. Every game. Yeah, exactly. It hurts us, the people that have to play things I did mess around with photo mode on Metro the other day. I posted that one picture in Slack. Pretty game. Very pretty game. Well, I finally went through, and I did what I said I was going to do last week. I completed the Life is Strange 2. All of the episodes are out? Yes, all the episodes came out. I believe episode five came out like the first week of December. Okay. And I played through one and two earlier this year, decided to hold off, and then finished three through five over the last couple of days. Overall, I would say this is a far cry from beating Life is Strange or Before the Storm. Really? Those are just better games. Like just story-wise or gameplay? Just or? the Well, so here's the problem with the story of Life is Strange 2. The gameplay is fairly similar. There's a lot of the, the gameplay element changes and stuff I really do like in Life is Strange 2. So for those who have not played the first Life is Strange, your main character has like this time manipulation ability. So as you're going through and making choices in the game that are going to affect the story, yeah. sometimes you have the option of rewinding that choice going and doing something path. a different way and deciding, yeah. oh, well, I didn't like the way I said that or how this person reacted. Let me say it differently or something like that. Or certain elements were like, like there's a funny scene in the first chapter where this girl at your school was just really mean to you. And she's got like this clunky groupie of friends that follow her around. And you see that the maintenance guy is painting on this scaffolding above him. Well, if you want to, as they're walking by the scaffolding, you can set it up. You can stop time, rewind it, and then set up the scaffolding so that the paint is going to fall when they walk across it. Paint falls on them, splashes on them, ruins their outfits, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm, uh, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. I'm so mad at the maintenance guy. And you're like, hi, I got one over on the bitches. Little things like that. So little gameplay mechanics. Sometimes they're just small, funny things like that. Other times they're more impactful to your game. The Life is Strange 2 character that you play does not have any abilities like that. Your brother, Daniel, is the one who has special abilities. Okay. And it's basically so, and you almost, don't ever play as Daniel. He's just like you don't play companion. as Daniel. No, but right. he's your little brother. He's like nine years old. And so there are times where you can say, hey, could you move that thing? Because his whole thing is he's like basically force powers, essentially. Like he can push things and like levitate stuff or levitate himself. Grab things Um, far away or something. Yeah, and he gets more and more powerful with this ability as time goes on. And so you can tell him to do certain things. It might be as simple as like, oh, hey, I see something shiny over there. Could you grab it for me? Or, oh, there's rocks in the way. Can you push that out? (laughs) Or, yeah, like 
yeah, can you force choke this fucking dude? <laughs> oh, really? Exactly. Yes. yes. And yes. so, of course, there's morality issues with that where it's like, well, one, you don't want him to use his powers too much because that'll expose him. It'll expose him. And yeah, people are going to be like, what are you doing? And everything like, and who are you? I'm going to life typical hard, X-Men mutant thing. You're going to get captured. People are going to want to do experiments on you and shit. Right. you're going to be seen as dangerous. But there's certain situations where it's like he needs to use his powers for y'all to get in and out of certain scenarios. Anyway, the story is not bad, but it's one where I feel like there's a lot of filler and there are some set piece moments and like impactful conversations and really big moments in this game. But the moment to moment story is not nearly as strong as the first two games. When I think back about it, I'm like, Oh, there were cool moments, but a lot of it felt like a drag. Whereas the characters in the first life is strange. And in before the storm, every moment felt like you were learning more about these characters. You were expanding their story and changing the environment around you and had just a more powerful effect on it. I think the reason for that is you spend all of life is strange and before the storm in Arcadia Bay, which is the town that like your, your characters live in. Okay. Whereas in life is strange too, you're in your hometown in one episode and then y'all are on the run. So you're out on the road on the woods and stuff. And then you get to your grandparents' house. So you're at another town and then you can't stay there for long. So now you're out in the woods with this group of hippies. So it doesn't really it, feel like you're affecting the story as because you're constantly changing scenario. Yeah. Like I, it, I think life is strange. One just does a better job of convincing you that your choices are impactful. Yeah. Whereas life is strange too. It's like, no matter what you do, you're leaving your home. Yeah. Something will happen that forces you to leave. Okay. No matter what you do, you can't stay with your grandparents. No matter what you do, your little hippie commune breaks up and you got to go on the run again there's too many instances where it felt more like a telltale game and that I have no real choice in this. It's going to be an a or B at the end of the road. Okay. And the other problem is that what's so important about the life is strange games is the, the, the characters. And if you're hopping around from town to town and you're meeting new characters, every episode, there's no time to develop those characters and the relationship with them. Episode three fixed a lot of that for me where the hippie commune part, like you meet a lot of people and you actually get to sit in one spot and talk to them and make get to friends know them, and learn yeah. about these characters and make choices with them. That's missing from the first two. Cause if y'all remember, I was kind of down on life is strange too. After, yeah, I remember after episode two where I was yeah. like, eh, I'm just not feeling it. Three fixes a lot of that. That was a really good episode. Four was really good. The ending was okay, but it, it, it that was the point where it got back to, Oh, I've got to leave again. I'm jumping around. I'm, I, I just feel overall, this is one that could have been a way tighter three episode thing. Like before the storm was because life is strange. One is like five longer episodes before the storm is kind of like a prequel to that. Yeah. Just overall, I really, really wanted to like this game and it had a few moments where I was like, Oh, this is what's going to get me into it and like put it on the same level as the first two. And it just never got there for me. Right. And by the end, my ending kind of made sense, but it didn't feel good mm-hmm. the way that like, life is strange one does like the end of that it's like it's sad but it's like you it's cathartic yeah you made the choice like yeah cathartic is the perfect way to put it whereas in life is strange Two, my ending and then i looked up all the other ones they all kind of suck they're all (laughs) like your character is damaged at the end he there is no happy ending for your character no matter what happens your brother there's no real happy ending for him like at least in life is strange. There's no one. like get both of us out of here safely. And yeah, like it's all, it all by the end, you're all it's draining, I think is the problem. Whereas those elements are there in the other two games, 
but something about it, it just made it like there's like the light at the end of the tunnel, the silver lining. And that's really not there in life is strange too. So overall, uh, seven out of 10. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world, it, it, but the other two, like life is strange. One is like a nine out of 10 game for me. If you like that story driven, you've been telling experience. me to play that for years. And yeah. And, and it's not for everyone. Like some people are going to play it and be like, it's kind of cheesy. It's corny. It's, it's not for everyone, but I was just really disappointed. The funniest part too, is that before the storm, the prequel to life is strange. One is actually done by a studio called deck nine mm-hmm. and don't nod are the people that did life is strange one and two. I think deck nine is the people that should be handling life is strange going forward. Really? Yeah. Cause they're another studio at square Enix. If there is a Life is Strange 2 or some other prequel or like, a, I'm sorry, if there's a Life, Life is Strange, Strange 3, 3 or you another think Deck prequel, 9 should handle it. Deck 9 should be doing it. Like by the time before the storm was done, I was like, I was so worried when someone else was doing this game and then to play it, I was like, oh my God, like this is just as good, if not better this than makes Life sense. is Strange. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one comes out and I'm like, oh, well, Don't Nod was at the reins the whole time and just kind of came out middle of the road. So maybe they got lucky with the first one. I don't know. But yeah. Do you see like a Life is Strange 3 in the future? I mean, was Life is Strange 2 like as big of a success as 1 was? I don't know. Uh, time will tell. The first one was kind of like a, a surprise hit. Yeah, I was about to say that because I remember like whenever it first came out, it was on a lot of people's tongues for a yeah. while. And I think it all depends on how the episode models go. It is all going on Game Pass right now. So I think more people are probably getting to play it than would have otherwise. Yeah. Because the episodic release for a lot of games like this and stuff seems to be hurting sales rather than helping them. Really? We saw that with Hitman 2. Okay. Where Hitman 1 came out, every level's an episode, didn't sell very well, and then people were scared to buy Hitman 2 because they thought it was another episodic thing. And they're like, oh, well, I'll just wait till everything came out, not knowing it all came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll affect Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no way. It, it just depends. Like I don't, but that's. Are we going to be well, waiting until Final Fantasy VII comes out in 2032 to like play all of these games? <laughs> it just depends on how quickly. Yeah, it, I see your point. Here's what I'm hoping: is at the end of Final Fantasy VII remake, you get a trailer for the next one, and they're like part two or whatever coming, coming out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant later this fall year. 2021. I thought you meant for Final Fantasy VIII remake. I was no, like, no, 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 that's no, what no, I thought fast. of the first. No, year. I mean, like, the, <laughs> I mean, cool, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's gotta be. Hopefully, with Final Fantasy VII, what has happened and what has taken so long—you have long, to give the people at the end of the first part something to hold on to until the next one. But at least the the messaging has to be quick, and if the turnaround's not fast, I'm not joking when I'm talking like 2032, 2035. When this no, is all I get done, what you mean. like we talked about this, that like Seven Remake ends at Midgar. Yeah, which is the first like four hours of seven, lot, and, they're, and they're expanding this game to be like thirty to forty hours or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Disc one doesn't end at Midgard. You have mm-hmm. all this other shit mm-hmm. that happens in disc one. Yeah. If they're not going to like condense the story and cut out some of these other areas to flesh I mean, out. Sure, we're doing the opposite of condensing the story. Are we going to have like four parts for each disc? And That's what, exactly. Have, I mean, have to wait like six months for each part. I get, yeah. I get if six saying. months is all we wait, that would be great. I think that's a my worry too much. is does oh, it no, take that's, two that's, years that's okay. to get the next part of Final Fantasy VII? Because yeah. how much of their time has been fixing the pipeline to make sure, oh, here's how quickly we can put in more story and record more voices and add new characters. Has a lot of the time been on the engine or is it going to take this long to make assets for these places every time? Cause if Midgard's as big as we think, what's the world map going to look like I once know. you get out of Midgar? What's yeah. the whole system for having an airship in that game going to be like, if the whole world is still the same world that we know of, 
Oh, are we going to have places like the town that Yuffie's from? Are we going to, like, what's the temple Calm of the ancients going to look like? or something? Karn, Karn yeah. Karn. What are, what about the fucking Golden Saucer? That's its own fucking yeah, city, is. basically. Yeah. Is that going to be a That's what I was just thinking about. Was just where, like, oh, you got to boot up Final Fantasy VII Remake 4 to get into Golden, yeah. Golden Compass? I, or Golden Saucer? I don't know how they're going to handle that, but. Hopefully well, but. We'll have to see. I think that's why they never put an episode number on this. It's just called Final Fantasy VII Remake. They could, yeah, they could abandon that whole thing halfway through when they're like, this isn't working. And yeah. they figure out a new way to release it. Well, that's what the if, part what that if they abandon the episode thing and just kind of do like a Final Fantasy VII Remake 2? That's the question, but how long is that one going to be? Yeah. And again, will people wait buy it? Because obviously Seven Remake is going to sell like hotcakes because it's Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. There's a lot of hype behind it. But depending on how long it actually is and what they say is coming out in the second one, do you get the episodic problem where people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to get this one. Maybe I'll wait a few years and see when maybe I'll pick it up when part three comes out. So I have more to play or whatever. Honestly, I feel like this game is such a a fan favorite and the, the really hardcore fan base will buy it no matter what as it comes out. But you you definitely is your really yes, hardcore. You, you definitely base. have a fine line to where you're going to lose people if you don't get it out in a yeah. timely manner. Because Final Fantasy seven is one of those things where it was not like picked up by people that were just hardcore RPG players. That was one of those games that kind of broke the mainstream wall. Yeah. As far mm-hmm. as people buying it because it's a big new 3D game and it's on a 3D console and that name recognition is still out there in the industry, but well, it was a pretty big jump from six to seven. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like that kind of put it on the map. Well, yeah. Cause six was, was still a game. 2d game. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked nice for the most part. So I, I don't know how that goes. It, let's see how the game ends and all that. Like, I, Maybe I don't know what the is. first part will be so good. We won't even notice the time in between <laughs> the next one. You know, <laughs> people will notice there will be a notice for sure. Oh, I guess uh, yeah. I'll say I technically started Sekiro yesterday. I've played the first five minutes of the game or so. Yeah, something like that. Because before where I was when I loaded up earlier in that tower, basically there's just one sneaking section before that part. It's been more cut. I've seen more cutscenes than I've played gameplay. Yes, (laughs) which is odd for a from software game. So I'll have more thoughts about Sekiro. I'll tell you if it's as good as Ethan says it is over the coming weeks. But I'm also gonna. Make sure I play Death Stranding during all that time as well, because I still have to put more time into that. But, guys, I think it's time for some news. News! We're talking about the news. I forgot we said you weren't allowed to scat anymore. <laughs> so that's good for, Good on you for holding back. Yep. Our first piece of news. Half-Life Alex is not going to have any multiplayer. I'm not surprised about this at all. Yeah, it makes 100% sense yeah. to me. I don't I. Honestly, when I saw that trailer, my the last thing from my mind was, oh, is there going to be Half-Life Alex right, death exactly. match? Exactly. Yeah, VR game, the last thing you're worried about. I was like, oh, you're going to play I don't this even think there's people? that many multi- uh, multiplayer VR games out there. I don't know. There's probably a few, but there's yeah. quite a few. There's, oh, there? there's as many as like any other system. I oh, mean, okay. you've got stuff like... Uh, well, you one? got like VR chat and stuff like that. But also you have, what was that one? California Sunshine, that zombie one. Yeah, I think that's online. And, and then... then What's uh, the one that was on PS4 that came with the aim? Zero hour, I think. Firewall Zero Hour. Yeah, yeah that was the Rainbow Six yes. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's tons of VR multiplayer games. Now they're not as much of an install base as any other multiplayer game right. because, of course, the but they are you get the wall of needing a VR headset. But yeah, they are there. Like I said, I I didn't even think about this, but Sean Hollister, The Verge, was interviewing Robin Walker over at Valve, and the question came up if there was going to be any sort of multiplayer mode or support in Half Life Alex be that death match or anything like that. And they said, 
we're not planning on any multiplayer support modes at this time. Yeah. So not surprising. Yeah. It seems it, like it would just be like, it seems like development hell, like to try and make something like that. They're just at least focusing on getting the tech right for the single player stuff, adding in multiplayer net code and all yeah. that stuff. That's a whole other bag of worms, exactly. especially because again, on top of this being their first single player, first person shooter campaign in a while, that also means just as long that they haven't been working on the multiplayer game. multiplayer stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've been tweaking Counter-Strike for a long time, but the people working on Counter-Strike's multiplayer are not the same people that are in, working on Half-Life Alex, most right. likely. At least not in that capacity, because they probably said very early on, hey, there's not going to be any multiplayer, so the netcode guys weren't rushing over to start coding up art assets. Yeah. So <laughs> it makes sense that there's not going to be any multiplayer. Cancel your pre-orders now. Just why it. even buy it? Why yeah. even have an index? Yeah, at exactly. That point? It's just pointless. I disagree. <laughs> you keeping your pre-order? If I had one, I would keep it. Yes. You don't need to put like a dollar down. You get a pre-order of Valve Index headset set before getting a desktop computer. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna run it off your Chromebook. Yeah. This should work, right? Oh yeah, it'll work. Yeah, totally. This should work. Uh, have like an, a, a wall outlet plugged. A wall outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, some quick news on Resident Evil Two which has officially sold over 5 million copies outselling the original version of the game back on the PlayStation. Good for it and good for Capcom. Big milestone there. Yeah, man. No wonder they got three out so quick. Shit, we got to capitalize on this now. Strike Uh while the iron's hot. But yeah, that game released just this year in January. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't wonder... Doesn't say here, but that's probably that's gotta be like one of the fastest selling Resident Evil games that they've seen. Probably because what did Resident Evil Seven sell? I wonder if you even hit that five million mark. I'm sure it did. Resident Evil Seven sales by April 2017. Resident Evil Seven had sold 3.5 million. Okay, it's not bad. It's still pretty pretty good. I don't know if there's any current number because that was uh, reported in what I say April 2017. So Mm. two years on, it's probably sold another 1.5 million units. By the way, did you buy it? Like I told you to? No. Did you see that in Slack? Yes, I did. $5. I know. $5 on the Microsoft store. I know. Everyone, you, you should all, if you have access to a PC or an Xbox, Resident Evil 7 is $5 right now. That's a good fucking price for an excellent game. You can play as me. Yeah, your, your main character is Ethan. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that about that. shit still freaks me out when I listen to that game. I'm like, what? <laughs> I remember I played it a little bit like a few years ago when it first came out and just like I couldn't handle how slow he moved. It's just giving me anxiety all over the fucking place. You don't want to dart through the house. They'll hear you. I I don't care. It's spooky. And I got an old man and all I have is a knife. Oh, here we go. Resident Evil sales top over 6 million units. Oh, good for it. And this was in August of this year. Cool. Better than RE2. But RE2 has not been out nearly as long. So that'll keep selling really well, especially as it continues to go on sale. And now that all these game of the year sales are going on Mm -hmm. and everything. So Good forecast for three to do pretty fucking well. Yeah. Next, Drew, this is for you, buddy. Oh, a special thank you from Obsidian. Greetings, employees of Halkion. We want to take this opportunity to thank the incredible team behind the Outer Worlds is because of their hard work and decision to this project that we received the best narrative, best performance by Ashley Birch and Best RPG and Game of the Year nominations at the Game Awards. To all of those who voted for us in the Game Awards, you are all fantastic, and we are so grateful for your support. The reception to the Outer Worlds has been unbelievable to see, and even just being nominated means a lot. However, the journey isn't over yet. 
as we are excited to announce that we are we will be expanding the story through DLC next year. Details will be available at a later date. That's perfect for me because I'm getting the game for Christmas. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Drew, how's this strike you? Are you excited to go back to Halkion? Yes, I'm very excited to go back. And uh, is it and not- this also it's Halcyon. I was about to say, is it not Halcyon? But yeah, it just got me See excited. See how much I've played the game so far. <laughs> <laughs> this got me excited, but it this also doesn't surprise me because New Vegas got two or three, maybe four DLCs. I think it was four. Yeah. Yeah. And and historically, yeah, those Fallout games typically get like mm-hmm. big DLCs. Yeah. Even Fallout 4, I think, had... At least, well, at least one Fallout, big one. Fallout Four was notorious because it wasn't the the DLCs for Four weren't nearly as big as for Three or for Four. Well, the last for three one was. Vegas. The last one had, gave, gave you that whole. It was Nuka World, the the yeah the, the Nuka Island Cola one, which had like the huge amusement park, and then yeah, Lost Harbor, the spooky one, yeah, was the big foggy island. Okay. And then there was like, like I think there was another one. No, well, there was other ones, but yeah. they were more like uh, expansions on the base building mechanics and stuff. Ah. The workshop updates. The part of the game that nobody really cared for. Yeah. And I think the other one was uh, one that lets you add a lot of customization so you could build your own like helper robot companion. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could yeah. do that. So, but yeah, this doesn't surprise me either. This is very exciting, especially because it's either a negative or a positive depending on how you talk to. But the length of the game really behooves some DLC. Yeah. Just some extra quest lines to go through. Well, and I'm excited too, because of the way the game ended, I'm excited to see how they're going to solve the issue that is presented to you at the end of the game. Mm, yeah. No spoilers, but so you, it is open for something you think the DLC might be story continuing after the end of the game. Yes. Instead of just like extra side quests and stuff. Yeah. Well, because like once, once you beat the game the way that I did it, it you don't really solve the main problem that the Halcyon colony is having. So I think hopefully at least this, this new DLC will expand into that. Well, I'm excited to see it. I, I it's still, I know I will play it because there has not been a game from obsidian in quite a it's while. So that I have good. not put a hefty amount of time it's in. I just, so good. I just got to find that gap. That slot. Don't play like Chris. Don't fucking just oh, no, go I do my side corporate. Quests. Yeah. Oh, I, that's why it's taken me so long to do what I did. Hey, I told you. That's a way to play. That's one story to play. Yeah, but like he played it, you know, going through like the whole corporate path. And he was like, oh, I don't really see any decisions in this game. It's like, <laughs> well, no shit. Hey, you're taking orders. You're not being yeah. told, hey, like, go find out which way to do this thing. Maybe that's um, not your first and only playthrough right. that way. Yeah. yeah. I think it's time that we talk a little bit about the game awards that went down this last Thursday. Yeah. Best one so far. I, I did a poor job as a host and I did not go back. And, and write at down our predictions. I, and I think, everything. Ethan, you might have even mentioned it during the episode that, hey, should we be writing these down? <laughs> and I was like, somebody remember it. all. Yeah. We'll I'm going to edit which this one. anyways. I'll write it down. That's then. definitely yeah. an exact conversation Who we had said over what? that. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It'll be OK. I remember a couple of these, but too many of them are ones where it's like my memory's been tainted now because well, so, we were so embattled well because for most decisions of them, yeah, most of them, of them we had like who we actually thought it was going to uh-huh. win and then who we wanted to yeah so that's two so picks, there's two games in our head was like for each oh, yeah, category i, I yeah. totally said so and so should win that category right. when yeah, you're like exactly. oh no that's who you wanted but not who you thought was gonna win yeah so my bad i'll have my shit together for the game <laughs> awards 2020 yeah you fucking better this is a year of learning and discovery and progressing and feeling evolving. out each other's bodies next and year, voices. Year. Which year is the year of discovery? We've <laughs> <laughs> only got less than a month to finish out this year if this is the year of discovery. I've been discovering this whole time. All right, cool. Next year is the year of a follow New discovery. <laughs> Putting in the work. New, new. Dripping down the backside. <laughs> so, of course, we'll get it off. 
right out of back out of the we'll get out, it out, out of, of the, the back way, yeah right, right off the bat yep wait is that right that's right <laughs> because we know ethan's gonna be talking about this one for a little bit i'm never gonna let this this go. fucking <laughs> sack of shit over here the dark horse as he likes to say came through game mm. of the year from the game awards 2019 are we doing game of the year first is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Everyone pour one out for your homie. That's the crowd. I really would not have expected this. Neither it was did I. A lot Whenever of it got announced, I was, I was surprised. I, I remember we Caitlin, were all in the slack. Yeah, Caitlin like, was damn. streaming Detroit and I, I'm watching the gaming awards on Twitch next to her. I literally screamed, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, oh my fucking God. I think I said holy fucking I was, shit when I saw it too, because I was like, oh man, Ethan's losing. Me too. I was yeah. shocked because like, for the most part, nobody swept the game awards. Nobody took away it was you know, even, everything. Yeah. It's almost like the... It was not what the internet conspiracy theorists yeah, thought where Death Stranding yeah, was going to exactly. sweep it because <laughs> Jeff Keeley's trying to get them checks. Almost <laughs> like the panel or whoever made the final decisions actually were like, well, we gave it to this one for this, so why don't we think about another person that incorporated this better than what they did instead of just, oh, you were the best game overall and everything. Yeah. yeah There's not so. a single category, I don't think. We'll go back through it, so maybe I'll remember something else. I think else, there was but- only a couple of games that actually won, like, four awards or something. I think there was only one or Did two. Did Control win anything? Yeah, yeah, Control won some stuff. Disco Elysium won four awards. That's and, the art direction. Yeah. But there, there's nothing in, in here where I was like, shocked or like oh so and so was robbed yeah like, all of these, it all felt pretty fair yeah the know. most contentious categories were ones where it's like even as we were discussing we all saw the the reason why one game might get nominated over another i feel like final fantasy got robbed a little bit but that's personal for which one though well, I, we'll, we'll I, I feel through. like, yeah, we'll we're like best ongoing sure. game we're like fortnite one i think i'm final sure fantasy i'll find it when we won. get to it yeah so sekiro wins game of the year well deserved surprising but yeah deserved especially for those who have finished the game all the way through seen the best parts that this game has to offer even at its worst this game is really good from software's games have been nominated quite a few times and i think this is finally just their year where it's like this is such a perfection of their formula maybe eased up on a little bit but it's even just the first few minutes i've played this is the one that feels, for lack of a better word, the least janky. The like most you were polished. saying earlier, it yeah, feels yeah. very Titus. polished. From Software is obviously a, a great developer. They mm-hmm. created a genre of games. Yeah, they did. They deserve and get a lot of respect from the industry, and this is probably like that that peak show of respect. This is them, them finally getting their comeuppance. Yeah, and yeah, they deserve absolutely. it. Best action game. I don't think any of us said this. Maybe you, Drew. Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, talk about dark horses. But again, I think. It well makes deserved. sense. I, yeah. It's one I it got really good. I'm pretty sure it got decent reviews. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, when you think about the category, Devil May Cry 5. It's action. That's all it, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. the epitome <laughs> of action. That's what the whole series yeah. is based yeah. on. Yeah. That's their bread and butter. Style. Yeah. Dante, Devil May Cry, over the top action from beginning to end. Yeah. So. Huge boss battles, insane combos, you know, funny dialogue, yeah. actiony dialogue. I'm, yeah. I'm kicking myself because any other year this I would have played this already. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Like when four four was one of those games where I was at GameStop at midnight to get four <laughs> no and play shit, it when really. I was living in Denton. Yeah, like, I'm a big fan of Devil May Cry. I just hadn't gotten around to this one yet. Had I, I probably would have been in that boat. I can't remember what the other nominees were, but I, this one's probably, like probably you said, the Sekiro most. Probably Sekiro and I think Sekiro thing. was in there. Yeah. I think Modern Warfare 2. 
But speaking of action adventure, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice won that category and as I well. I this. They might have just said that at the same time as the others, or it might have been one of the Jeffs just reading off the side what the nominees were and everything. Yeah, I think they could like hack the action off of that action adventure category, but you know, merit where it's due. You know, Sekiro is also a great adventure action game too. So yeah. this one's a little weird because like game of the year, and then like I'm not mad that it won this. It's just like eh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> Why would you be mad that it won something? <laughs> God damn it, this game fucking winning all well, awards. I can't stand this if shit. If I felt like a game didn't actually deserve to win the category, even if I loved the game, I would. I feel like I would say right, that. That's like, fair. Like, yeah, like if Sekiro won best... Family game? Sure, or community <laughs> support, I would be like, okay, but kind of weird, yeah. Our winner for best art direction was Control. Nice. Hell yeah. Which I think that was the one too where I, I at least I said control was gonna win. I think it was I a did. cut between either It was either that it like it, it, to me it was it was between control or death stranding. Wasn't uh Wink's Awakening also in that category? Yes, it yeah, was. that's right. I think, I think that was, was what I picked. I think we weren't sure if yes. we, actually I think control was what I wanted to win, but I think I might have said Link's Awakening. That's, I, that, that sounds win. right. That sounds right. Yeah. But that's awesome. The control one. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's great another art. One. I mean, if you play that fantastic. game, you cool. know how awesome that yes. art direction is yeah. through just like the creepy oldest enemies, house. beautiful like environments, use of great colors acting. and reds and blacks. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Totally deserve. Drew was really excited about this one. He yeah, got, he got oddly excited. That I he know. called this one. Yeah, I just I just got it right. So. Winner of audio design was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Which I, we, thought I, will s- say, I thought you said that. No, because we were talking about it. This is the one I struggled with mm, a lot. Yeah. I ended up saying control because mm. my my whole thing with control was how spooky the audio and the environment was that like you're hearing the hiss like chanting and everything. And I was running through that game too fast to realize that. Oh, no, you is, saw how I this played. This is when I'm like <laughs> lights off to take advantage of the colors on the TV and like wait till bedtime so I can turn off my computer and I've got the TV volume up. So I'm hear just the music and the weird environmental sounds and stuff. Super creepy. But Drew pointed out how good the gun sounds are in this game, mm-hmm. how well done the audio placement is. Yeah, I, like going I through can't the imagine levels. playing this yeah. in surround sound. The mission where you go inside the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just all the, the little subtle cues and everything yeah. like that Hearing is footsteps insane. Footsteps upstairs right? and like whispers behind doors. How it's completely and, like, like, I don't want to say real because... It, you know, it's obviously not real. It does kind of sound real because even in the Piccadilly Square mission, like whenever you first run out into the square and, you, in, and you're there during the terrorist attack and mm. you see all these people running around and panic and everything, it's very immersive. I think and the realism right is what I Right mean, before we yeah. hear like the cars and there, everyone's honking and there's just people chatting and walking up and down the street. Yeah, and then, it's natural. The, the audio, the sound, is it feels natural and you're not like, Oh, I'm in a video. Well, even then, like later in some of the missions, when things get really intense and you hear all the explosions and the different yellings, it, you know, different characters yelling all around you. It's intense. Yeah. Well, and we talked about how great it is in the multiplayer it, as well. You're playing it's, the 2v2 and you're like crouching and you hear people running by. Mm-hmm. And that was another one that was contentious, but there's no question that like any of the games in that category could have won. But Call of Duty definitely they all earned it. But Call of Duty earned it a little bit more. Just a little bit. <laughs> Next was community support. Destiny 2 pulled off this one. I don't think any of us really gave Destiny 2 as much credit as we maybe should have in our discussions. I, I think th- we mentioned you, it. I, yeah. But I want to say you seem like you were defending it pretty hard. I can't remember. I feel but, like we talked a good bit about each different community support for each game that was on there because it was Fortnite, Apex, I think we played literally all Destiny of them except 2. for Rainbow Six and Fortnite, really. Yeah, yeah. So they all have the, I mean, for the most part, each one of those communities is pretty solid. It was really who's the best of the best according to 
you know, whoever made the decision. I just remember like playing Destiny, like you go onto the subreddit, Deej is in like every fucking thread and him and Cosmo are talking directly with people, joking around with them and like kind of like being part of the memes and everything They're not and on Reddit, calling their fans like assholes or yeah, whatever. That was the one thing where I stuck up and I was like, y'all remember when uh, apex kind of had that I moment where one of them that. was and that never happened. Hats and shit. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know that they're going to be the ones but, to win. Well, it's a little like bit also, of a blemish. Bungie really listened to their fans, you know, about like leaving Activision and everything. As yeah, far we, as, we joke about yeah. that where it's like, oh, maybe they're fucking up just so they could say, oh, we listened and we rolled back that thing. No, but like Bungie left Activision and suddenly it's that it game, was the best case scenario yes. and not the worst. Everyone's mm. like, this will be the moment where we see, was it really big, bad Activision kind of fucking things or up or is Bungie just or is Bungie up. incompetent and it turns out <laughs> Bungie's not incompetent yeah like one of their first things they did was like here's all the shit you've been asking for boom and here's our plan going forward they've been so upfront with like when updates are coming when they had to one of the big ones was when they had to delay shadow keep a couple weeks mm-hmm. and they posted that letter yeah. I think we even read it on the podcast I think it was an where, apology yeah. it was just like even you mm-hmm. Ethan were kind of popped up and like wow yeah I mean that I buy that like that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. do what you gotta do the transparency has yes, been a lot better it's a big it goes a long way too you think of it as something it's just like oh, I don't want to know the inner workings of my video game whatever when it's you know but People, you kind of do. do. Yeah. They want to know if you're, you want to know if you're going to be let down before you're let down. If you're aware of it, you're probably not going to be as upset. You're yeah. still going to be disappointed, but you're going to be like, Oh, Hey, thanks for the warning. I'll play something else. So this comes a, out. Yeah. A slap to the face versus a brick wall that you just run into those people. Like the guys you're talking about, they've been there from the beginning. De- oh yeah. These are Destiny the same faces one. as the people doing dev diaries before yeah. destiny one came out. And these are the same people talking to and you they've been making about destiny two. steps and they've been trying, talking to the community the whole time, giving them what they want as best as they can to their ability. They've been there since that. they do like 25 minute dev diary documentaries yeah. before every major patch. There's like a seasonal <laughs> event or something going on like right now. Yeah. Like season of Dawn is going on right now. So good on you. Destiny two. Yeah. That, that's definitely one I, I think is also deserved best family game i was 100 percent wrong about this this is the one i was saying uh, luigi's mansion 3 no one's gonna pick oh, that one wow oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and because we all thought it was gonna be i know i said you, Paper well, mario. you guys thought it was gonna mario be maker. I mean, mario, mario maker, maker too yeah, i thought it was mario. gonna be smash bros yeah, yeah and luigi's mansion 3 came in i surprising i mean i thought you said luigi's mansion no he was all about smash bros because he point because oh. we both said oh i don't know if that's a family game and drew's like he drew us he painted us the portrait of families getting together around the holidays and grabbing the eight controllers and playing like yeah. a four uh, eight oh, man huh. I smash match and stuff. And well, he kind of had me convinced for a minute there. I was like, oh, man, well, also too, win. whenever I think of like, can't believe Nintendo lost the Nintendo for this category, <laughs> by the way. Just want to say. Uh, also, like anytime I think of like Super Mario Maker, I don't think of like families getting together to play. I think of angry dudes on Twitch <laughs> yelling, trying to get through a level. Fair, you know? I don't have a Switch. Very so fair. What do I know? Surprising, I guess. And I mean, I, I guess I hadn't really considered the multiplayer component because I, it's just not the way I would play a game like that. I think that's. What I we think said I might have mentioned something about that. To- you did, and I think Ethan and I were both just like, "Oh yeah, we'd rather just like play it single player." Right. Yeah. I mean, I when you guys when you said multiplayer right there in that moment, I was literally like, "No, I'd rather just play it." By myself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, good job Nintendo yep. for beating Nintendo yet again in the family game category. Next, we had the fighting game, which I think we all said, which yeah. Super yeah, Smash Bros. Ultimate obvious, won that. Obvious. Not a tight, like not a difficult category to that win. Was Mortal Kombat in there? I think was the only other one that, like, even alive. the audience, like you could tell based on the like 
Smash Brothers and Mortal Kombat the only ones that got like, like massive cheers. cheers. Yeah. yeah. If Mortal Kombat 11 had come out any other year, Probably, it would have won. Yeah. yeah. But Smash is just it's Smash. Yeah, and it's every character. We it's literally what we said last week. That was Marvel versus whatever something on there? Capcom Infinite. I think no, that came that out came 2018. Out a, yeah. oh, okay. And it bombed. Yeah. I knew it bombed. I just didn't know if it was like, well, we got nothing else. To put no, that was like <laughs> on Game Pass. I think it was like early 2018 mm, that that game came out. Next was Fresh Indie Game, Disco Elysium, which also I want to try this. Disco like, Elysium also won Independent Game, Best Narrative, and Best RPG. God damn. Yeah, this was, I think, the biggest surprise of- sweep because they won every category they were nominated for. Wow. This is the only well, sweep they, of the... They weren't nominated for Game of the Year? No. Okay. I don't think they were. Ah. Uh, I think they might have been. Let me double check. Something tells me that it was. Because I know Gris and Disco Elysium were kind of put in there sporadically every here and now and then. That's not a thing to say. People <laughs> say. It is now. Disco Elysium was not nominated for Game of the Year. Okay. Game of the Year nominees were Control, Resident Evil 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, the winner, Death Stranding, and The Outer Worlds. Disco Elysium, yeah, like I said, uh, was the only sweeper of the entire show. And yeah, if I didn't want to fucking play this game before, now I've gotta. got yes. four reasons to now. Yeah. I would not have expected them to win Best RPG, especially since like The Outer Worlds came Might out. Might as well just call it the best new game of 2019. Yeah, like, like the best co- like upstart, the yeah, best uh, up and comer. The best game you haven't heard of until before today. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I never heard of it until that Yahtzee video. So Disco Elysium, check it out. Big winners for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, Best game direction went to Death Stranding. Yeah, that was a no-brainer. If they weren't going to get game of the year, they were clearly going to get this category. I think mostly this is this was going to be the winner because of how different it was. Because even if you didn't like it, it's a game you can look at and be like, I respect what they did. Or what they tried to do. Even or, if it wasn't yeah. for you. Respect that they pushed the envelope so far. Respect that they were a triple A budget game that made a game where you barely play. You just you're moving, you're delivering stuff. You're, you play sure, there's playing and stuff, but it's just it's not like your typical like big flashy AAA game that relies on like violent combat all the time mm-hmm. to tell your story. It's, it's a, a game, game about connection, a game where yeah, you can be walking around for 30 minutes just exploring an environment and listening to the soundtrack, which indie games do all the time. But this was a big budget AAA game that. Sony took a huge risk financing and it paid and off. It, it paid off in spades and in general, just everyone knows the, how big Hideo Kojima is glad this one game direction. If it wasn't going to win game of the year, any of the other big categories yeah. it got nominated for next was games for impact. Gris, Gris or Greece. I think it's Greece. I don't know. Greece won big games for impact. That was one where we hadn't really, I think I was the only one who played any game from this category and it was just concrete genie. Yeah. Which honestly, I only again only reason I even picked that was because it's the only game I had played. So good for you guys. Yeah, good for good for yeah. Gree. I'll probably Greece. I still need to check it out. Best multiplayer game was Apex Legends. Woo! Nice. I think cool. I called that one. I think you, I think probably one of you guys said that as well. I think I said Call of Duty, but I wanted. Oh, did you? Yeah, good stuff on Apex. I, I might have even said Final Fantasy fourteen. Was that was that in there? Uh, was that for uh, was that in something else? It might have been. I'm not sure. But yeah, Apex to me it was a clear winner. I yeah. mean that that game that was a big one that was just it hasn't even been out shadow dropped surprise came out of nowhere and it's yeah. blown up. Best ongoing game. I think this was the only one that we were kind of contentious on. Although this that's just because I, I don't play Fortnite, which yeah. Fortnite won. This is what I wanted fourteen to win, and I think. But I think it, fourteen should have won. Yeah. On Robbed. the same token, I feel like <laughs> it it's fair because 
as they far do as add a lot of stuff go, to Fortnite. Yeah. You never stop pushing the updates. Yeah, I don't know true. when these people get to sleep. I don't right. know. They don't. It, it, like, if this is what the kind of game you want to play with a constant slew of rotating content, it the the wheels are always turning. So yeah, their gun meta changes like every patch all the time. Yeah, so it, it's not our game, but I don't think anyone can look at that and be like, Fortnite doesn't deserve it. We just look at it and be like, oh, but this other game I do play, I think also deserves it. But I mean, Fortnite's fucking Fortnite. Like until until Epic goes under, like it's just going it's to constantly go, it, be there. Yeah, it's not going away anytime soon. It seems like they've constantly got new ideas. There's always something new to add into it. I mean, they just did like a one of the first types of events that like a video game has ever done where it was like a live I brought fucking J.J. Abrams in to like talk about Star Wars. I don't even know like what you even call that. But yeah, they flew him in on a digital Millennium Falcon. He came out as himself with a character model that was him. Wait, really? Yes. And talked and his lips moved like it was for what it was. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. It's quickly becoming a platform more than just a game. Like I remember someone was talking about the other day. Well, it's been a while, actually, since I heard this quote, but that he noticed that his kid gets on the Fortnite, not even necessarily to play it, but to just like talk to his friends. Like yeah. they get on to use it as like a chat room. Yeah, it makes sense. It you doesn't just, even the game is tertiary to the fact that like you're getting to go in and like hang out with everybody. You could just join the lobby, not ever actually starting a matchmaking. Well, you and, just go to creative mode too, or whatever that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And just fuck, chat up with your friends. Yeah. It's like a different discord, basically. Best performance went to Mads Mickelson. Drew, I think you might have been the one who said that you thought Maz was going to win. Uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 I wanted Ashley Birch to win, but yeah. I, I think I said Mads was probably going to win. Yeah, I thought we all said Mads. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I was pulling for Dr. Darling. Oh, no. Yeah, who? I wanted Casper Darling from Control. Yeah, oh, maybe it was me that said Madden Nicholson. Maybe we all decided that he might win because he was the big Hollywood actor. Yeah, That's what I, I know. I think that. I wanted Ashley I to win, and I think because uh, I remember that argument coming up. I predicted like, I hadn't played Control so, yet, so yeah. most of those other people, I was like, who? I think didn't we? I was like, I want Mads Nicholson to win, but I think Norman Reedus will win just because of the hype. But I thought you were the one who said Norman Reedus doesn't really do much, though. That he's just like kind of acting as Norman Reedus. He is, and because you were the one who pointed I just thought out it that was hype that was because we hadn't finished the game, and you pointed out that like further into the game and near the end of the story that because I had said I hadn't really seen much from Mads, mm. and you were the one to say, "Oh, it gets pretty heartwarming." Yeah, and, yeah. Mads' and character stuff seems the like the only one that actually like has some development and changes, and Norman Reedus is just kind of just like, "Yeah, don't touch me." Yeah, yeah. Where's the walking? De- Where are the zombies? Where? Yeah, I, I think. I was kind of hoping, like I said, that someone else that's more directly in the video games industry and not an actor coming in from Hollywood to come in and do it would be interesting to see them win just because kind of says, oh, hey, look at how big the medium's getting, how much talent we're generating. It kind of legitimizes video games more. Yeah, I mean, the category is for performance, so basically best actor in a video game. Yeah, but Mm. on the same token, as far as legitimizing video games, Mads Mikkelsen, a big Hollywood actor, just won best performance for yeah. a big video game that was that now everyone knows is not just your typical shooting, rooting, tooting, red dead, <laughs> yeah. redemption to do to do like it's, it's more than that. And he did something different and with that had a lot of integrity behind it. So again, maybe that convinces more people to start doing this stuff outside think, of just being a cameo as the villain and call it. Troy Baker did a great job. Troy Baker. Yeah. Troy Baker always does. I a good job. He, he always, always does. Never yeah. phones it in. Yeah. Dude, yeah. 
That guy delivers 10 out of 10 performance every time. Death Stranding's second and final award for the night was score and music. Yeah, I think this was definitely a given as well. Because to get like so many different artists to come in and basically do a soundtrack for your game. I mean, you got to bring me the horizon church. Well, and the original score was really good too. Yes, That's this was like the score and soundtrack, right? The other one, the audio was for actually like the I game. Was, I was like audio. the, in that like, yeah, 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 like okay. ooh, sound how, effects, how good the sound yes, makes. This is the one that I did want Death Stranded win because of like the actual, the OST and all the songs that came mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And yeah. even how they're just like delivered to you in the game. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Where they just, like appear as you're just going through the motions. Yeah. The one thing I hope happens is that there's an update where you can play music while you're out and about kind of like how you can in Metal Gear Solid five, where you always have access to your audio diaries and stuff like that. And I don't know if this is any, kind. I don't know if I'm making this up. I thought there was like a, a music player in the game that you find somewhere that allows you to, there's a music player when you go into yeah, your, in your resting room. area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought there was an outside world mm-hmm. one too. Oh, you can I play just, on. You can go to the music player that up. and hit play, and then you can listen to stuff in your room without being in that yeah. menu, so you can still go around. But out in the actual world, you you can't Damn. pick your music. They need to give like That's somebody be updated sometime. Yeah, they need to give somebody like a quest where he gives you like an old like music uh, like player. a portable player yeah. or something. Yeah, that would be that a would cool make one. sense. And hell, honestly, I mean, I'm not finished with the game. Maybe that happens at some point. Maybe you do get five stars with somebody, and it, it's like. Maybe someone who's like a a bit hey, member of churches or something. Or I something feel like, like that yeah. could be in the game, but I feel like I maybe just made that up. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe it isn't. <laughs> if so, that would be awesome because that's it's a an easy idea. solution yeah. is to like be able to play your music and then oh, if you do hit a story moment where music comes in or whatever, fade it out and then fade into the song that's supposed to be playing. Like, yeah, basically, basically an otter hat except yeah. with a, a different function. <laughs> an otter hat. Yep. Next was best sports slash racing game. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled one. Fuck yeah, good for you. Another category where, of course, this one's gonna win. Yeah. Next was best strategy game. Fire Emblem Three Houses won. I know you said that. Did you end up beating it? Would have been a big upset if that didn't win. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Okay. I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's the one where I said I want the Hermione Granger thing from Harry Potter, (laughs) so I could be simultaneously playing another route in Fire Emblem Three Houses while playing other stuff too, (laughs) because I just can't do another sixty to seventy hour playthrough for each route that I I want to do. Persona Five Royale is coming out, man. I know that's another one where I drop everything to (laughs) play the Royal. As good as Fire Emblem is, it's not quite as good as Persona Five, but it's very, very good. Yeah. So glad that that one strategy game and then best VR AR game. We all said Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Beat Saber I know I said yeah. Beat Saber. Oh, yeah. Now, that was just the awards for the game awards. Oh, yeah. And nothing else happened. Nothing else happened. Good they cut, right? It was a 30 minute show. <laughs> Jeff Hughes was just, just like, let's get them out just of very here. cut and dry. Tons of announcements and trailers yep. at this game awards. Like I said this is a good game awards. I was I was happy with this a lot more than I think I expected, although I still have issue with how many ads play and how they take certain things like best performance and kind of do those without a big stage thing and a recording of the yeah, nominees there some, and just kind of do them on the side stage or whatever. There were some issues from uh, definitely people and critics about the way they did certain awards and how they were just kind of tossed in there. They were just mentioned and then they moved on to the big stuff, mm. which I mean, I've never hosted or done an award show. I assume that there's issues with, you know, doing the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I know I part know. of it might be, oh, we want to give it to Mads Mickelson and Mads Mickelson is going to be here to accept sure. the award kind of thing. But I could take quite a few less commercials. I didn't even notice the commercials a lot, I guess. No, I did. I guess I, I'm used I, to watching them on Twitch on streams like that. So certain kind of made me really annoyed with Reggie Watts. And I love Reggie Watts. 
Your Stadia commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were quite a few Stadia commercials. Oh, I guess it was that, like every ad break was a Stadia <laughs> they commercial. Some sort of presence up there. Yeah. Since uh, they're like, uh, hey, guys, they this isn't doing too high. Oh, win anything. Wait, no, those were funny. I thought those were funny. They were okay. They were okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They could have been worse commercials. Yeah, but it's also at the same time, it's just like. We know what Stadia is. Like, this isn't like selling me on anything. They can lie to the people that don't and try to get them to buy it on (laughs) the commercial. (laughs) First announcement. Actually, these might not even be in order. So we'll just kind of quickly run through these and talk about the big ones that we want to talk about. Yep. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is getting a DLC. The Rise of the Phoenix Pack, which includes Cable, Iceman, Gambit, and Phoenix. Drew, you're going to boot back up in Ultimate Wait. Alliance 3, spend $20 to get some extra characters in your game? Gambit's? I do want to boot I do want to boot back up just so I can beat it. I got stuck on a boss fight. And Apparently I there's other, one other pack that's already come out that's part Gambit's of the season pass. Gambit's not in there? What the fuck? Nope. Well, that was a big deal because I think a lot of the X-Men weren't in it Ice because Man? it's only really Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops. I think maybe that's it. Mm. Next, we got a trailer for a game called Maneater. Which I had never heard of before. I don't think I saw this. This And looks super cool. It's an open world RPG where you play as a shark, (laughs) and you just like it's like eat people. people. Yeah, it's like Carmageddon if you were a shark. Where yeah, you're just swimming around. You eating scuba divers, you jumping over rocks and like eating people off. The I beach remember there was a game that kind of like came silly. out like this on like the PlayStation Two Xbox era, and it's like yeah, you played it as a oh, shark. maybe it's like a modern remake or something. Yeah. I don't know. This bit's just like, like an old modern. But, this, but, this, but that it. one, it wasn't an open world. It was more level based. I think like the first level, you like break out of like a science facility and yeah. everything. But we got a new trailer for Final Fantasy VII remake. This I, I this it looks really good. So good. How I is know. this game still looking so good? We got some sweet new orchestral soundtrack that we hadn't yes. heard before. Obviously, the song from the old games, but it's like a new orchestrated yeah. rendition of it. This game just keeps looking better and better. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it they're definitely pushing that like Cloud and Jesse are gonna have like some sort of relationship. I don't think it's gonna be romantic, but I mean, there gonna, was there was definitely as somebody who Jesse's plays the beginning had a crush on him. As somebody yeah. who played the beginning very recently, there is definitely some stuff going on in between them that they couldn't like develop. Expand on yeah. until now, yeah. And now they can. Yeah. It's hard to make fuck me eyes in that like the square blocky <laughs> pixels. When you, yeah, when your eyes are aligned. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff in this trailer. Uh, again, still mostly like story cutscenes. Oh, Jesse's model looks so good. Yeah, Tifa's model looks, looks so, so good. good. Yeah, her boobs they all look so good. It looks fucking amazing. Uh, the whole church scene. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, I can't wait for this fucking game. Yeah. Next, we saw a very odd trailer. It opens is like an anime, like a an, 90s, a 90s anime. anime, four by three full frame video and everything. And it's everyone's confused is that like is this like level five is gonna be like some Hayao Miyazaki thing the animation's way too good for it not to like be something real right it's like it's high high quality animation and then it it's like this kid who has this little creature who's like a buddy of his and the buddy's like an alien gets into a spaceship and leaves the planet Mm -hmm. and she shows back up they're like 20 years later and so you're now it's widescreen the kid's grown up. He's in and like a the, business suit. Yeah. And the alien comes back with like this super team. Yes. He has like a, it's, it's like oh, a team of 15 this. other weird looking alien dudes. And the alien itself has completely changed his look. 
And yeah, it's he's that like, moment where they like he says the name of it. He's like, oh, it's a you. Foo. Foo is his name. Yeah, it's like yeah. that, like the classic trope of like yes. the reuniting and the the Digimon looks and different. And the alien's <laughs> just like, Damon, I missed you. Yeah, and it's really fucking weird, but it looks so cool. And they say, so, what do they call it? They, the weird alien Foo tells one of his things to like shoot up a laser across the horizon, and then it shows like people blowing up and turning into little pink goos and then foo is like oh i heard superheroes were oh, really yeah. big on this planet yeah and then he says something else he's like what are you he's like i'm a goddamn superhero and you see the title screen you're like wow this yeah. game looks fucking the sick. title card blows up with goddamn superhero in these cool like prismatic letters and shit and then fucking travis mm, goddamn touchdown, goddamn touchdown. <laughs> akira bikes in there rides his bike through your screen he does that akira slide with the electricity and shit and announces no more heroes three for the nintendo switch and, the, yeah, and we're all just left there mouth agape like what the fuck was that so fucking weird and so fucking cool but i'm like you i hope we play that other game too i was yeah kinda, i was, yeah. was kind of got me so oh, like watch that heroes. anime or like what is that game come Can on we at least get it to come to netflix or something, something. come on i don't know <laughs> now we got a surprise console drop during this show Phil Spencer walks up on the fucking, fucking stage. Phil Spencer starts spouting off about the power of art and video games and then says, by the way, buy the Xbox Series X coming of holiday 2020. So we have a name for the for Xbox. Ethan wants to clarify. It's just called Xbox. <laughs> by the way, we're going to blow our load and Sony's going to fucking stomp our asses. Here's the Xbox. Hey, we'll see We'll see. It could be quite competitive. This they gen. showed all their cards for the most part. They they obviously still have a few things that they're kind of keeping close to the chest. But for the most part, this is the ball is in Sony's court. They have all the power right now. Ultimate power. So Project Scarlet is now known as the Xbox Series X. I think I said in Slack, it looked really dumb. And just like everyone else on the Internet, it has slowly been growing on me. Yeah, it, I, it's, I like the design. I, I, didn't, like I didn't like a lot now. <laughs> Yeah, the because, because it's like it feels like Xbox is really trying to bridge the gap between console and PC. It looks like a fucking it looks like a tower. It yeah, looks it, like a tower from a very strong design perspective. It kind of solidifies exactly what you're saying that like this we are like, closing the gap between yeah. PC and console. We are trying to make those experiences. And Xbox. it's even like, and it's even you, you more an obvious with like uh, Game Pass Xbox. Ultimate, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. I started thinking about it where I was like, oh, but. Then it has to stand up, and then I remembered, oh, but I like your PlayStation I kind of need the room for it. Yeah, I started standing, standing up, up my yeah. PS4, mm -hmm. and the only reason there's less room on the thing is because the Xbox is sitting down because I didn't want to buy a stand for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, a flat sitting down console does take up like a whole side table, you yeah, know, like a small end table and stuff. So, so we know what? that it's about twice the volume of an Xbox One X. So more square shape to holds like more liquids stack like two Xbox X's on top of each other and square sure. it out. That's about the the dimensions <laughs> we're dealing with. Damn, it's, it's about three controllers tall of the Xbox controller. So you can kind of visualize that a little bit because the pictures make it look bigger than it actually is. Okay. Three or two and a half. Three. Damn. The, so that, was, uh, three? that was Phil's exact words in one of the interviews. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh. Like the way you hold it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally thought you meant like this. I was like, damn. No, no. Hold okay, it that's, up, that's pretty good. Hold up straight like that. Three of those tall. Oh. That's still not that bad, though. Yeah. That's pretty good. Actually, I think you even got a little, a little crazy with it. Hold on. Sorry, we're going to cut some of this down. <laughs> so here's one, two. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a solid. Okay. So yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's not taller so than your tall. monitor sitting on your desk. You know, like it's it's one and a half. It looks like extra a large Yetis. Yeah, because I have a Yeti cup right here. It's about it's a little taller than my Yeti cup. It looks kind of cool. It's a very basic design. It's all Simple. black. It's Maybe got a little like black. It's not like pure black. It's got like almost like a cheese grater kind of like top to it where it's like. I yeah, thought the, that was a the fan. The top is the most interesting. It is a fan, but it's a, it, so the grate kind of curves in where yeah. it's concave mm-hmm. and it's a big green fan underneath mm-hmm. it. Probably about 140 millimeter for you PC nerds. And that's the only fan in the whole system. And it basically just sucks all the hot air from the bottom of the console and shoots it upwards. Hot air rises. That's science uh I it guess. still has a disk drive which we had said in our breakdown of scarlet versus lockhart last week that they were going to get rid of it or something uh the specs that have been confirmed are about what we talked about last week i won't get into all that again phil did confirm that it is not a proprietary solid state drive format it is the same nvme standard that is on pc okay so to me that almost kind of so is it going to be an m.2 well nvme so oh, okay. we don't know how it connects exactly if it's M.2, that would be perfect because the big question with the way that Sony and Microsoft are going to implement solid state stuff is will it be proprietary or not? If it's proprietary and it's like soldered onto the fucking board, that sucks. Yeah, because that means you can't no, expand it in exactly. the future. And mm-hmm. as we know, games are getting bigger and bigger. I was also thinking one of the things uh, it came across my mind was that with this new design, yeah, that's kind of looking more like a tower. Do you think it's going to be able it's possible that it'll be easy to open in that you can customize this more. I don't think we're looking at a modular console. Okay. I don't think we're there yet. Right now. Could be wrong. I mean, we haven't, they haven't said it's not, and we haven't seen anything except for the front. I'm, I'm not talking they didn't about even show us the back of the console, like right. the IO or anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we haven't seen like the, plugs. we haven't seen the ports or any of that yeah. stuff. Huh? Never think about that. You know, <laughs> that's what you, that was my first thought. I was like, Oh, it was cause I was digging through looking mm-hmm. for like the renders that they well, put you online. Even noticed, to see. Like you were like, Oh fuck, what's that extra button? And I was like, extra oh, button yeah. and um, i looked and i was like share button i was like fucking how did you see that yeah it, it, on the xbox one controller it looks very similar to the current xbox one controller but it seems to have adopted the d-pad of the elite series so the d-pad looks a little bit better and they said it's actually it's been rounded out a little bit to fit better in your hand um but other than that, I, which seems kind of silly because the xbox controller fits great yeah he threw out some number where there was like our test studies show that the current Xbox one controller fits about 95% of people's hands comfortably. Now it fits 98. Exactly. That's the number he threw out with 98. <laughs> uh, the other thing they confirmed was that against a lot of stuff that we already heard, but from the mouth of Phil Spencer, that the CPU is four times faster than what is currently in the Xbox one and the Xbox one X. So huge bump in CPU power which is going to make it a lot easier to port games between PC and really handle a lot of stuff like how fast that solid state drive is. So probably mm. bigger worlds, more complex AI is hopefully what we'll see from that. Cause AI has been stagnant for a while. And then that the GPU power is about twice as fast as what's in the Xbox one X. Jeez. And he also still confirmed that it's going to have yeah, up to eight K resolution, which really just means that it supports the latest HDMI spec. So mm. probably eight K video, not eight K games. And then up to 120 hertz as far as the frame rate, which, like we said with Will of the Wisps earlier in the podcast, that that's one of the games that they're saying they might be able to do 120 FPS mode for. Yeah. Besides that, they didn't really announce a whole lot else. It was mostly just showing off the box and a cool little trailer for it. But the next big thing they showed, they got nothing, was the trailer for what they do got, which was Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I you thought it was watched- Senua. 
Oh, it probably is Senua. Yeah, you, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Ethan nods yes. yes. Ethan nods yes. <laughs> Sounds right. This trailer. I still think about it. Gave me legit goosebumps and terrified me a little mouth. bit while I was watching it. I haven't watched the, the trailer yet, but I... You didn't watch the trailer for this. Wow. Uh-huh. Dude, you gotta. So we just watched the Hellblade trailer. Hellblade I'd 2. I'd seen it. To catch Drew up. Yes. Because he was and working during most of the Game Awards. Yeah, I was. But, damn. Pretty. <laughs> damn is right. Yeah, this game looks insane. Something to clarify, though, is it is one that they said is in engine, but it's not necessarily on the Xbox Series X hardware yet. It's kind of like the same thing with Halo 6 or whatever, Halo 5 or whatever it is. Yeah, that was in engine in real time, but it was running on a PC probably, not yeah. necessarily the Xbox Series X, especially that one because that was even before they finalized the hardware. The picture quality, while good, well, while immaculate, it's yeah. one of the craziest <laughs> fucking CGI renderings I've ever seen, is not necessarily representative of what the game will look like. It's going to look better. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Who Who knows? But a good example of what I'm talking about is if you go watch the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer that was said to be in engine and it looks like a fucking film. And then, of course, it comes out. and It's like, ah, it doesn't look quite that good. It looks good, but it's not quite that good. This is also going to be exclusive to PC and the Series X. Yeah, I saw this is not one that's backwards compatible on Xbox One or Xbox One X. It's only coming out here. Only the new console. Phil Spencer said it was still very early in development, but... I mean, oh, so this probably isn't even like a launch title. No, this will probably come out late 2021 or 2022. Maybe not that far. Well, it depends. I mean, because uh, they've been working on it. There were plans to do this before the acquisition. This isn't something that Microsoft came to them and said, hey, you have to make more Hellblade. They were already planning on doing a sequel to this game. So it's possible they had like a lot of the pre dev stuff going on, like art and where the story is going to go and everything. Yeah. But when he says early in development, that means a lot of different things if it's another eight hour game or if they're trying to expand it to like a 20 to 30. Hour right, game. Yeah. If it's the same scope as the first one, it could be yeah somewhere in 2021 that we see it. But no, they didn't say it was a launch title in this trailer. Mm-hmm. And if they if it was going to be, that's where it would have been said it was there in this. But that's super exciting. Hellblade was one of my favorite games of last year. I think Hellblade came out. Might have been 2017. I want to say 2017 sounds more accurate. I'm terrible with that. So I'm not even going to try. Because the woman that plays Senua won the best performance that year. Yeah, the game I remember that. August, I think, 20, August 8th, 2017, so two years ago. Yeah, and I think, I want to say it won audio design too. I think it did, yeah. yeah. Which, another one that was like, no other game had a chance because... Just, it was just so insane, yeah. Literally, everyone, every review you ever read or watched of that was just like, play this fucking game with headphones. Yeah, it it's a game where... It's funny, I make fun of Ethan where it's like, hey, don't baby the audience. You don't have to warn them about every little thing. (laughs) Hellblade is one where if you honestly feel like you have issues, like mental issues and like could be pre-schizophrenic or something, this is enough to trigger it. Like it could make, I could imagine this game like making you go insane if you were already had some proclivities towards that. Because the way the sound design works, you it it's not just like playing a game with headphones, the way they design the audio it makes it sound like the voices are in your head. Like you have to, there were plenty of times where I had to pause the game and like make sure nobody was behind double you. check that I'm in reality and that I'm not really hearing things because just the way that they itch the, uh, <laughs> this game's awesome. I'm getting like, great the chills immersion. and like my eyes are getting a little teary just thinking about it. Like, Oh God, 
this game's incredible. I can't wait for the second one. I'm so glad that they're getting like that big AAA budget because they made the first one on an indie team budget because like Ninja Theory was independent before then and only like 30 people worked on that game. It was a small team within Ninja Theory that made it. But anyway, next on here, we've got Bravely Default 2, which was announced. This is the one that's like made by the same people that made Octopath. Yeah, same studio that made Octopath. Uh, the first Bravely Default, I believe, was a DS game. Yes. Could have been 3DS. It was uh, DS. 3DS, I think, actually. Okay. I, I think Does it, it was... have the same kind of like art style as Octopath, or is it kind of going for that mixture of like 8-bit and beautiful scenery? Similar art style, but not the full-blown like... 2.5 right what they yeah, call it what they call the way it was done like it just game didn't have or the big yeah. like crazy lighting effects and uh par- particles and stuff like that right Depth it's of like field, that yeah. but if you tone down the graphical fidelity of octopath okay excited for this one i've heard a lot about bravely default i never got to play it because i just wasn't playing my ds at that time yes yeah. it was a 3ds because it, it was, was 3DS, it was okay. one of the games i wanted to play and just never got around to because i was kind of at the end of my 3ds mm-hmm. using it and stuff yeah, th- this is the game that people were hoping Octopath was when it was first announced. Oh, no yeah, shit. A lot of people okay. were like, oh, Bravely Default 2? Almost a 5 and out then, of 5 game. Yeah, so very excited for that. That's coming to Nintendo Switch. Humankind was announced. I didn't know. Honestly, when this was going on, I thought it was going to be a Civilization 7 or like oh, an is expansion it that one? for that. Yeah, every game that looks like this, I'm just like, so it's just Civilization. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even really sure what makes this one special, but it does. It looks good. If you like those civilization style games, this looks like another one that would be up your alley. I'm yeah. excited to hear more about that. We got a update on the next big expansion for Warframe, which apparently is Space Pirates. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't play Warframe. I've, I don't I've always meant to at certain times in its life, and then I'm just like, eh. I played it whenever I first bought my original PlayStation Four. Yeah. I, mean, I remember playing it, and I wasn't into it. Space I, Ninjas, I don't know. Yeah. And Even now, it's so much different than it was back then. Exactly. It's gone through so many different changes and iterations. I'm happy that it's still around and people are still enjoying PlayStation it. PlayStation Plus will give you a bunch of free shit to start if you want to, if you want to get into it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Xbox does, too. Yeah, but it looks like this is going to have your own spaceships and space combat. I don't know if all that was in the previous one. I, no, I think most of no. it was third person. They like showed the action some melee yeah, stuff. They showed some is, gameplay stuff from like what you just said, the, the your own ship and stuff. And I, I don't know. I just didn't see anything that I was like, oh, man, I really want to get in that. It just seems like, yeah, even though like, you know, you said PlayStation Plus will give you a bunch of stuff to like start playing in and everything like that. But it still just seems like it would still be like a time sink You're of a game. You're playing catch up with everybody yeah, exactly. else that's been playing mm-hmm. it for like the past five years, basically. <laughs> yeah. Another game that was announced was Player Unknown's Prologue. I didn't hear anything about this. I and it's I read it a, was like a thirty second trailer that didn't show anything. But and I read woods. something about it today too. Yeah, it, you know, I hear players on ground battle, whatever. I'm just like, PUBG. nope. Yeah, I, I immediately is it going to be another battle royale? We know nothing. Uh, uh, we know it's not a shooter. Yeah, it says Prologue is an exploration of new technologies and gameplay. Our aim with this game is to give players unique and memorable experiences each and every time they play, which doesn't mean fucking anything. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a new article about it today where they were like, it's not a shooter and it's not going to be more pug G. So I think this is something else. But we again, we don't know of it and much else. The trailer has 20 seconds of footage. And it's just forest. It's a forest and it's raining. And in the last five seconds, you see that the camera is controllable and you kind of look around for a second and then it says prologue. So, wow. And I just assumed it was a pug G. So I was like, nope, we don't know anything about that. And then, of course, Fortnite revealed all the Star Wars stuff that already happened. If you missed it, you missed it. Nothing big happened. Palpatine talked. Fortnite items. 
a clip from a movie that comes out this week. A very short today, clip. When you're listening. Not even worth the time it took to lock into the game. In Night Games announced Sons of the Forest, which is a sequel, apparently, to The Forest, which was a survival horror game that came I remember out hearing about that. on PS4 and PC. Yeah. I had not heard of this before. The trailer got me kind of interested. I remember the trailer, but not really It well. was creepy. Is that one where they're like kind of going through the forest, and they come up on all these people that turn around, they have no face and shit. Um, it I watch that again. Yeah, I don't remember that, I guess. It was probably something I was like, nope, spoopy. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely the one where I think I commented in Slack. I was like, what fresh hell is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, this like creepy lady was kind of like flailing around and leg up in the air. I'm like looking at this trailer again and I'm like, is she naked? Is she not naked? And she's got arms growing out of her back and it's just really spooky. I don't know. But uh survival no game, thanks. which usually I don't like survival games, but this looks creepy as fuck enough to like kind of make me interested. So yeah. I will definitely see how that goes. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Ruined King was announced which is one of the two single-player League of Legends games oh, okay. that were announced that are still in the League of Legends universe. I don't know. But it's enough. not a MOBA. It'll be like a more no, single-player. this is a single-player game. They said that like they were PV, working on these. Like campaign kind of deal or something. I don't have no. any idea. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know enough about League of Legends to, to say, so if you want to know more, go find that out. They, the second one they announced was called Convergence. It's with a, a slash remember. in the middle of the name. The scripture reads, players will explore the spectacular world of Zahn as Echo, a young inventor with an ingenious device to manipulate time. Follow Echo's journey, a fan favorite League of Legends champion, as he discovers that his power to change time comes with many consequences. So the way that they're releasing two of them like that almost seems like they're going to be smaller playable versions of like what an Overwatch short would be. Where it's like yeah. maybe it's like a couple hours, two to three hours of gameplay, the focus on champions, you already know. Well, if you play it seems league. like the one where they're talking about the the guy that can control time might be like more of a narrative thing. They both seem to be narrative. Well, I mean, more kind of something like you know, life is strange. Oh, or, like you mean like narrative based yes, gameplay? Yes. Gotcha. Could be. I don't know. It's another. Neither of these trailers really had too much gameplay. Next thing that was revealed was Dark Alliance, which is something to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons video games never really go over well. I always forget they exist. Yeah. Yeah. So next was a new trailer for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It finally got a release date of March 2020. It's still looking looking mighty fine. Looking yeah, mighty that trailer Ori. looked really cool. And especially from like what I've played a little bit of in Blind Forest, I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen in mm-hmm. Will of the Wisps. Absolutely. Uh, they had a big display for Apex Legends. Oh, right. I miss I miss right. this video too. That was cool. Yeah, it was to talk about their new like the, the, the Christmas new event. event. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, talking about Mirage's Hollow Day Bash. Oh, that's also something we sh- ah. we forgot to talk about at the beginning of the show. We played a little bit of it. It was uh Oh yeah, I guess we did. Was it more Apex? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but different because <laughs> everyone's in Christmas outfits now. <laughs> well, no, I like me. like you said in the Slack, Mirage is definitely the best character. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And all of his little clips in this game mode are fantastic. Yeah, he got a lot a lot of new like dialogue clips. Uh-huh. They're pretty funny. But like as compared to like an average battle royale, this is like you're trying to take a control point which is on the train mm-hmm. and I think there's only like three or four squads in it. Yes, it's a it's they've it's lowered super the small. amount of people. I think it is only three yeah, squads and including so, your squad. And so each squad has to capture the train three times to win. And so like whenever say like you kill someone in the, in the round and everything and 
after the round ends, he'll respawn back in to try and take the train again. We won one round, but we didn't help at all. <laughs> we got our That's asses. Usually how it goes when they we got pass. our asses carried. And it's actually it's a harder game mode than you would think. Mm. Well, the way that they revealed this was pretty funny to me anyway. They had Jeff Keeley have a call-in interview with Mirage. Oh, really? And so Mirage was up on the big screen mm-hmm. and they actually did a live motion capture of performance the for it. So he was backstage doing the mocap and the dialogue recording and everything. Cause a lot of people were like, Oh, is this like something pre recorded video? Yeah. And yeah, the whole thing was done live. So that was pretty technically impressive. That's anyway. awesome. Yeah. But, then it went off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I, that's why it looked so good. Cause it was, Oh, it's clearly pre-recorded. Like, Oh man, for it to be live. And yeah, for it to work out that well was yeah. pretty neat. We got a new extended look of Ghost of Tsushima, which we knew we were going to get because of the cock tease blue ball sesh yeah. we all got during State of Play last week. Boy, was it worth it. My yeah. walls are still not clean. <laughs> I could have used more. Well, of course we could use more. Could, use more. could always use more. I could use the game in my hands right now. I could be playing I don't want it. that. It's not ready yet. That would be great if it was ready and I could just fucking play the game. It's not ready yet, but. But it looks fucking cool. Saw some new environments. Saw some sneakiness and jumping down. Saw the guy drop like a smoke bomb on the dude. Saw some flaming arrows. Some more horse riding and stuff. More horse riding. It's going to be dope. Sucker Punch is doing us right. Next, we saw a Magic the Gathering MMO action RPG. Yeah, I don't really know. It's got to be for somebody. Uh, Yeah. That's your wheelhouse. Yeah. Do we need another MMO? No, we have enough right now. How are there so many MMOs? We have one good one. I don't know why they need another one. <laughs> don't you have two good ones? 14, of Because aren't you playing WoW still? Nope. Oh, I canceled my subscription a while, uh, couple, a week or two ago, I guess. And I just, just had a while ago. I just, just, just gets as That's much a while enjoyment. ago for WoW Classic. He gets just as much enjoyment from just watching someone stream it. Pretty much. He gets what he needs from it. <laughs> but also, right. Phase 2 with like the Battlegrounds and World PvP kind of just ruined it for a casual player. All right. So. You know, because uh, what you needed to be more updated and getting new gear and everything. No, they're just there are people that are so higher level and they've done so much of the end game content that they're kind of ruins it for you. They're bored. Uh-huh. So they don't do that content anymore. They just do world PVP and interrupt people while they're questing. And it makes it hard to quest. Oh, OK. They're really bored. They're bit their dicks. And they just they <laughs> spawn camp you or res camp you. So you can't progress. Man, that's uh, half the fun for them. Next, we saw Naraka Blade Point, which basically just looks like a poor man Sekiro. You don't remember I this don't trailer? Remember Hell no. <laughs> it literally looks exactly like Sekiro with like a maybe slightly you. more flashy to the point where they <laughs> even have like the grapple mechanic. Oh, like, yeah, actually, I do remember that. It, yeah. And it looks like it's like janky performance and it just looks a little more anime. I, I don't know. Maybe it ends up being good. We'll see. <laughs> probably not. Comes to Steam sometime in 2020. Oof, probably not. Gears Tactics. Oh, yeah. Got its world premiere. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. It's XCOM with Didn't Gears. Care then. Yeah, it's Gears XCOM. Don't care now. I'm down for this now. That I see what it, I thought this was the Pops game that we had oh, seen yeah. before. <laughs> I think they got it la- announced it last year. Yeah, game exactly. And that's the one where like, I, I saw the Gears and I was like, oh, it's not Gears 6. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. No, this looks cool. I love XCOM style games. So this ticks all my boxes. Yeah. Seems like it would fit really well. Just not my thing. Yeah, yeah I... I Nah. Have you ever played an XCOM style game? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I was just asking because I, yeah, I, I think I didn't know because I think I XCOM or XCOM One was free to play. One Enemy Unknown might have been a PS Plus game for PS3, and I I definitely played it with you. 
not together, but I watched you play and then I played a little bit of it. Remember that? That hurts me. Was I still smoking <laughs> weed back then? Yeah. Yeah, that, I have no memories of that time. Next, we saw 9 to 5, which was a first-person shooter, 3v3. This was the one... Wait. Oh. God damn it, they got me again. Working 9 to 5. Hold on. Wait. This was the trailer that had all the bunny rabbits? Huh? And then they're, like, bouncing around and shit. And then it turns out it's a show in the universe because, like, the guy turns it off and then it's like a 3v3 shooter thing. Th- I forgot about this. This is a really stupid trailer. I don't think it said it. I- <laughs> did, did the bunnies have weapons? No, wait. Maybe? No. Uh, kind of? I don't know. Yes. Yes or no? No, they do. Yeah, they okay. got guns, and then he, one of them rode in on and a then missile. It, and then it pans out, right? Yeah, and then yeah it, I think it turns I out it's like bit, on a TV. I turned it off. Because the bunny shooter looks way more interesting than what they showed, <laughs> which is just a standard tactical first-person mm-hmm. shooter. Anyway, 9 to 5. Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> Next, we got a trailer for New World, which the internet... Well, certain sections of the internet are not too happy about. The whole internet. This is uh, from Amazon. Yes, that oh, Amazon. Yeah. They're making a video game. You mean our overlords? No, that's Google. That's your overlord. That's Google, man. Amazon's my overlord. So New World is like a fantasy take on... Amazon? No. the. <laughs> Are you playing as a fulfillment the guy? The colonization of America, except they call it a different place and everything. But the whole idea is that you come in as a colonizer and you go and kill all the savage undead and... Yeesh. Yeah, like build your town and your bases and stuff. I think we all know yeah, how that was that a hard yikes. <laughs> when I was watching this trailer and once I saw like their description of the game. If history and present have taught us anything, we all know how that's gonna go. Yeah, so again, a game called New World where you go in and murder all You're the savages. Basically John Smith. In the t- uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Or John Rolfe, I guess. Columbus. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck, Amazon. Yeah. Next, we got a Green Day live performance. This was, was actually not too bad. pretty dope, actually. Where they yeah, announced I mean, that Beat Saber was getting a pack of yeah. six songs yeah. mm-hmm. from Green Day. Because at first when they were playing, I was like, ah, oh, Green Day, you're, you're kind of old. And then they just like kept going. I was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Green Day puts on a good show, dude. Yeah, yeah it was pretty dude, good. I'd go see Green Day. To start it off with Welcome to Paradise. Come on. I think that's, that's such a classic. I think that's where I was like, okay, this is Green Day. And then they, they kind of picked it up, and I was like, all right, yeah. Speaking of, both the other musical performances I thought were really good. I Church, didn't see the other Churches ones. opened, and they played their song from the Death Stranding soundtrack. I felt mm. that was just like a little bit too much of them playing Oh, and then the Games that, Award Orchestra. It was still good, yeah. though. That was dope. Yeah. And then uh, Grimes came on at one point okay. and played one of her tracks. That was another one where I, I hadn't heard that song before, but I was like, I got to go to the restroom. Because I think around that point, I may be skipping ahead, but I think that was when they came out and talked about all the, um, they had a video of the soundtrack for Cyberpunk 2077, where they were announcing all the artists that were going to work on there. And I know like Run the Jewels was one of them. They're making music for it. Grimes is making music for it. Those don't surprise me at all. There's a Surgeon Simulator 2 announcement. I like Goofy. That's coming in 2020. Yeah, there's certain people that really enjoy those Surgeon Simulator games. It looks fun. We got Elder Scrolls. Online, another trailer for Elsewhere, which is basically their uh, Skyrim expansion. So Skyrim is coming to Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> Woo. I like this right up here. And all, all this, uh, shout out to MSPowerUser.com. They're the ones that the recap that we're using. They put a funny little joke here 
that says that this means it's the first time that something has come to Skyrim instead of Skyrim coming to yet another platform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they said more information on this expansion would be coming January 16th, 2020. A surprise announcement of The Wolf Among Us 2. I knew you liked that one. With a hot trailer from quote-unquote Telltale, Telltale Games, yeah. which we'll see. I think Jason Schreier said he looked into it, and there are, in fact, a bunch of people from the old Telltale that are working at the new one now. But because we we talked about that when they had been risen from the grave, there's basically just two people with a lot of money bought the Telltale name <laughs> and made a game studio and decided they were going to make we stuff with their let names. You die, <laughs> yeah. But they actually did hire on some of the people that had been let go from Telltale smart games move. when they closed last year. Only way you could do it. This is like a, such a industry that would eat them alive <laughs> and not give any coverage if they had like fucked over that many people and not brought anyone back on the team. And it's one of the few things too where. It sounds bad, but like there's a small enough amount of people that actually play the Telltale games that there probably are the ones that would not take kindly to someone else taking over the story and the artwork for this game. Like people don't like change. They're yeah. loyal. But yeah, The Wolf Among Us 2, very excited to see that coming. That was the one, the big one I was sad wasn't going to happen when Telltale closed. So go check out that trailer. It was a nice little see. As soon as the colors showed up and yeah. I heard the voice, I was like, oh, no shit, no shit, no shit. <laughs> I was very excited. Next, the last game announcement we got. Perhaps the best of the night. Fast and Furious Crossroads. Oh, God. This looked like garbage. This looked real bad. This did not look good. Michelle and Vin, that whole back and forth. That was cringy. was just fucking awkward. That was totally bad. And Michelle Rodriguez came on stage to introduce the game. Great. I have they, to say, Michelle Rodriguez looked pretty good, though. They had either been drinking and they hadn't had enough yet, or they had had just a little bit too much and they just didn't know how to act. I don't know. It I, felt Vince weird. didn't know how to act, for it sure. It just felt awkward. Like, they didn't even know they were going to be there. They, like, walked out and said, like, oh, there's a bunch of people out here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it looks like they... T- Looks like they saw like the WWE 2K20 graphics, and they were like, "That looks great. We're making a game out of That's it." That's our target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it it looks like a mid cycle like Xbox 360 or PS3 yeah, game. This looks real bad. The frame rate's not great, but the facial animations aren't great. Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel have really poor looking character models in it. So, <laughs> the big one about this game is, I believe it's supposed to actually be canonical. In the Fast and Furious universe, I think it's supposed to connect like eight and nine or some shit like that. Or, right. or which Fast Furious are we on now? Nine. So nine's the one nine coming is out. coming out. Yeah. Well, there you go. Described as a team-based vehicular heist action oh, game. This just sounds like it's going to be a lot of QTEs. Puts we a bad can only t- hope. Puts a bad taste. In my mouth. Uh, something they didn't put in the recaps was that we're getting a untitled Beaker game. Did y'all see this? No. The Muppets came on stage to do a, a skit. While I will say, is it going to be made by uh, what House what? House? Yes, yeah. So that was the gag. It's not an actual. While I will say, game that coming. is not a real game. I think the internet's demand for it will make it a. It real might, game. Yeah, it might be an expansion or an update. I to got it. legit excited when you said that. I was like, "What?" If you can only go back and watch one segment of the Game Awards video on the demand thing, go yeah, watch the Muppets part. Beep, 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 one beep, another thing impressive that they did so well for a live performance because yeah. that skit went off without a hitch there was two guys under there with yeah Bobby, you know <laughs> the whole idea is that yeah beaker and what's the scientist's name i can't, I can't remember. remember i i can't remember off the top of my head they're up there and they're uh they're talking about how Ooh, they're beaker. releasing their own vr headset but the problem with it is that it's permanently attached to your head once you apply <laughs> the adhesive and beaker's been stuck in a vr game for like days yeah testing it or whatever and the game that he was playing was 
the their first Muppets VR game that they're releasing called Untitled Beaker Game, and you go in and it's Beaker in Goose Game, but he's the goose, so it's Beaker going me walking around and getting chased off by people That's and meeping awesome. at people. And, oh my god! Uh, and then at one point he's going down uh, an alley, and then the goose shows up, and the goose like chases Beaker down, <laughs> and it, it, it was really, really, actually super funny. God damn it, I love the Muppets. But the most tone-deaf part of the whole thing happened just after this because they did this skit in the lead-up to the award for the best... Indie game or something? No, it wasn't indie game. It was the one for, like, mental health. Oh, Games for Impact? Games for Impact. They did the introduction for that, so the Games for Impact guys go up and accept the award from Beaker or whatever. (laughs) And they're, like, kind of making a joke out of it. Yeah, and then as they leave... Beaker's going like me, 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 like the whole time. It's like the Muppets are like up there, like kind of making people laugh as the people for games for impact have like this intense speech, speech where yeah. like, we're so glad to be recognized. And then they get like rushed off the stage by fucking Muppets. Yeah. Cause again, you so, have to have this big stage for the Muppets cause there's people yeah, you know, controlling them. Yeah. And it's this was whole extra stage piece that was like, maybe not the best, uh, it was best, best, it was best place to put that. So I don't know how I scrolled past this by mistake. I think it's cause we were talking about Sinua and Hellblade two and putting that trailer up for you, Drew, but Godfall. Oh, yeah. That was announced. Mm. Gonna yeah. be another Are we action just game. Not gonna do that? Being published by Gearbox and developed by Counterplay Games. This game looks pretty interesting. It's an action RPG. They described it as a. Oh, instead it was of a, a looter shooter, a, a slasher looter. Yeah. So the idea, it's like these big guys and like. Kind of like Darksiders 2, I guess. Yeah. So sword based combat. Looks kind of cool from the small gameplay clip that got put onto the it, PlayStation it, blog. It, it, it kind of looks a little Devil May Cry-ish. No, no, because like the, these are like heavier attacks and stuff. Because oh. they're like double, like big, like great swords and okay. stuff from what we've seen. Because like they look like big knights. The big thing at the end of this trailer, which looked very good mm-hmm. to me. Very shiny. It sounds cool. Was that this game is releasing on PlayStation 5. And it actually said coming to PlayStation 5 at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Which is the first game we've had officially announced that, that's going to be, be a PlayStation, PlayStation 5, 5 game. And it also said it was before they've technically announced the console. <laughs> because they announced when this game was coming out. Yeah, this is a launch title. A holiday 2020, yeah. which if you're if you have any sort of part of a brain, you can realize fucking PlayStation 5 is coming out next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, they already said the PlayStation 5 is coming out holiday 2020. Well, if you didn't hear that yet, because it's been on the Wired articles that they did with Mark Cerny and stuff. It's just weird that they haven't had like an event where they came out and like, here's a trailer. Here's a PlayStation. Yeah, you 5. would think since like they had a state of play just a few days earlier that they would have no, made yeah. some, some kind of announcement. They're there. playing this perfectly. This is a strategic move that they're doing. It's there because Fuck they Xbox. heard that Xbox was going to show what their projects call it. I don't think, that has to be why I, I don't think there. they knew about that. I think they thought they were going to put something like, like they did like the announcement of a game that was coming out for the console. I don't think Sony thought that they would flat out just be like, Hey, this is what we're bringing to the table. I think they knew. I think this is, this kind of reminds me of towards the beginning of this generation, you know, when Xbox did their whole announcement, Sony did their whole rebuttal. Here's how you should share a game. This. Literally this trailer went on right after Hellblade two, but that's yeah. not necessarily so like, they show Xbox series X. Phil Spencer goes on stage. Sure. They show Hellblade two. 
and then Godfall but I don't to remind you, hey, don't forget PlayStation 5's coming out. I don't next think that's a too. Sony or Microsoft decision of what order Sony they played has stuff to in. Clear this stuff. No, yeah, not that they showed it, but the order in which the game awards played things. Maybe. I don't think that was their decision. I think that was the game awards decision. Potentially. That's why I think Sony is didn't give a shit about what Xbox is doing. Maybe they heard that they were gonna do that, but they're like, we don't care. Of course we're Sony doing, gives a shit what Xbox is doing. We're doing our thing and we're gonna fucking win. I cannot get behind the idea that putting that trailer with PlayStation five at the end, just after the Xbox stuff was anything but intentional. But you're ass- again, that's you assuming it's that it's, Both that it's a rebuttal from like what like Xbox put that up there. And Sony was like, Oh shit, we got to do something. That doesn't sound like what they do at all. But you're also assuming you're that right. it's something they wouldn't have done. Like you're I said, right. it's just two, two different views of it. That's my take is that like, that was a cool, when I saw the PlayStation Five words, I like I sat back and crossed my arms. I was like, "Yeah, this is where it starts. <laughs> We're getting into some console wars, baby. I love this time of year." That's the thing. If like if this was a full on console war and they had known, I say that, that lovingly. It's yeah, not, yeah. They, if there's they no had, more PlayStation, if they 5 were war. actually gonna be like, "Oh, we gotta do something," they would have like shown a quick snap of some kind of PS Five something. Like if no, that I, was really to, their rebuttal. To your point, they don't they don't have to do that. They exactly. All you need are the words PlayStation exactly. Five, and people are like, "Oh fuck, I'm oh, in." Shit. I think yeah. this was an educated decision. I think Microsoft made a mistake by doing what they did. I think they could have waited, and the hype would have just kept growing. People wanted wanted to know more and more, like we do with PlayStation Five, because yeah. we got a taste. That's all. Every Microsoft, Xbox people, they got the whole thing. They not the know, whole well, thing. Okay, yeah, not the whole thing. We haven't seen the UI. We haven't seen the back of the thing. Like they I have said. a picture of the meal they ordered. They ah, know what it's going to look gonna, like. The whole thing is coming probably spring. I, like I said, yeah, I, yeah. I think we'll probably get another March event from PlayStation. That'll be an evening with Sony or whatever. Like they call it, like exactly like what they did with PS4. They're going to announce it and it's going to be way better. The than, big announcements will be yeah E3 this yeah. year. That's when... Xbox is going to be like, hey, we've got playable Xbox Series X's up here on the stage at their theater that they rent every time. Sony will probably do something similar. Yeah. Of course, that's when we'll do all that. But no, I, I I think Sony, they definitely these people, they have a way like it's not like they're controlling the layout. Yeah. But you go to Jeff and you say, OK, well, Microsoft, what are our slots? What's already been like set in stone? Yeah, that's what I think. It was this is your slot. What do you want to bring to the table? There was no like back and forth like oh we heard they're doing this so we got to do this i think it was everybody put forward what they have they did it and it wasn't like they were planning on back and forth between somebody else. i think this trailer was coming out no matter what yes but that's what i think i think at the end like final hours kind of thing no. someone at sony said you know what but play, we're PS5 clearing you to put the trailer out that says PlayStation Five. That's I don't think that's how like, it could have just as easily works. said Microsoft Windows and and next. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it works. Last minute for a gaming award show. Half Life Alex said the day before the show, "Hey, we're not actually going to be there." Yeah. So the entire show was reformatted the day before because they had a format in line. Half Life Alex was going to be at the. They game were going to be there. Yeah. They said it at the trailer. They said it in Jeff Keighley's final hours interview that he did with the three guys from Valve that I watched, but mm. no one else did. That's why I know these things. I don't <laughs> but, know, man. <laughs> they said that they were going to be there. And then on Twitter, they said, hey, we regret to say that we're sold we out. We talked about this last week. We're sold out. We don't have nothing to show. This is we're one of our coming. pieces of news that we had last week that they actually said, oh, never mind. We're not going to be at the Game Awards. So that shows how last minute these changes can happen. It's not that hard to 
but that's, upload another video but that's to the not, server. That's not Gaming Awards doing that. That's them being let know by Valve, hey, we're making some changes to your plan. No, no, I'm saying that that's Sony saying, hey, here's your plan. We're allowing this developer to use this version of the trailer to say PlayStation Agreed 5 or whatever. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince either of you. I'm just like, I, in my head, that's what happened. Yeah. But yeah, so and it's just again, it's just crazy that we're, we saw a yep. trailer. This is PlayStation 5. This is where it starts. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Game Awards. That's everything we saw. Didn't forget a single thing. We uh, of course, they had some musical performances and stuff like that. But overall, yeah, pretty good year. I still have some problems yep. with the format mm-hmm. of the show. I wish there was less ads, more. Maybe time given to the the developers that they supposedly I, I are don't championing. Like, yeah, I don't like how. Yeah, for like certain awards, they'll it's like Jeff to the side to be like, oh, while we were away, yeah, this, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like got five more reviews. Get to this next minute and add. I mean, yeah. they did. The they did what? Thing. Like five or six awards, literally in the pre-show. Didn't even hand out the awards to them. They just ran yeah. through them. Really, given that Feels was most disrespectful. Most of that was the esports stuff, which you know, not to hate on any esports people, it's just. It's not quite there yet in right. this kind of setting, or I guess this isn't the place for that. They have esports awards, I believe. Yeah. Where that's like specifically the draw and stuff. So might have made you mad, might have not, whatever. But right. yeah, they did kind of just have them and then it would the pre-show was over and they went on to the deemed important things, I guess, yeah. in their eyes. But this was a perfect podcast with zero stops, no hitching, and certainly no sneaky editing. Absolutely. Because not. this is the absent minded podcast. Episode 29. That's the one you were just listening to now. I hope you all enjoyed it. As always, be sure to go to AbsentMindedPodcast.com to check out any previous episodes you might have missed and to watch Absent-Minded Watches. It's good stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, watch that. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, our new episode's really good. It's a five Michelin star podcast, that's for sure. Yeah. That's how podcasts are Stay rated. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, that's what I was, it's, a, it's a five <laughs> Stay Puff Marshmallow Man podcast. Make sure you're also going to iTunes, leaving us reviews leaving us the five stars you know we deserve. You know if you leave us a comment, we'll put it up there. We just proved that. Yep. And leave us a voicemail. More voicemails. Yeah, leave us a voicemail over That's at AbsentMindedPodcast.com. That's what he... You can comment, comment on the voicemail. voicemail. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're feeling saucy while you're there, leave us a tip. Hey, you leave us a tip. Yeah. Just a little tip. Just leave a little us a cooking tip. Through tip. the listener, yeah. uh, listener support program. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, a, you go to AbsentMindedPodcast.com yeah. and you see the donate button. Yeah, and leave, just leave go $1. ahead there and click it and hit $5. $5? $5? Yeah. $10? $20? There's no $20 There's button. No t- <laughs> you can donate $10 twice. Yeah, $5. Five four times. times four times. One dollar, 20 times. It's up yeah. to you. It's up There's to you. options. The world is your burrito. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, we'll see you again next Friday at 10 a.m. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya.